Hello there. Welcome back to I Did This Instead of Killing Myself, a stand-up comedy and lifestyle podcast based in Greenville, South Carolina, where we talk to comics and other guests. Um, my name's David Baker. Um, hope you're having a good start to your uh, Monday. It's the week of November 8th, 2021. And um, yeah, we have a good show for you today. Uh, before we start that, though, I wanted to shout out my birthday gift because I got super excited about this. It was my birthday last week, and my parents sent me Seinfeld Legos. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see. But I'm really proud of this because it took me forever to put together, and uh, it was a real pain. But Seinfeld's my favorite show ever. And uh, if you're looking here, you can see how detailed and cool this little replica of Jerry's apartment is. We got Jerry uh, doing stand-up in front of a brick wall at a nightclub. Got George and Elaine in the apartment, Newman in the doorway. Yeah, really cool stuff. I haven't played Legos literally since elementary school, and uh, it takes you right back when you have the Legos in front of you, you have those instructions, and you kind of see it come together. I was early up to like 3 a.m. last week finishing this thing. So, I mean, I don't really know what you do with Legos. Like once they're put together, you kind of just look at it and tell people about it like this kind of annoying probably to you guys but i don't know i like it and i'm proud of it even though anybody could have done it and it doesn't really take a lot of talent um i think it's cool there's something about it maybe you have to have that nerd gene or whatever but um anyway we do have a great week of comedy we're getting into the winter months um and i'm very excited about our guest today my guest today is chris wilson Chris started stand-up probably about five months ago, and he is already well on his way. A um, couple of things about Chris before we get into the interview. Um, he is one of the most supportive, gracious, sentimental guys about stand-up. I mean, he uh, he posted a post on Facebook last night, actually, about how he is so grateful for the community and um, what stand-up's given him because he wrestled with depression and not having a lot of purpose um in his life prior to stand-up i definitely relate to that i feel like i wasn't super depressed before doing stand-up but i had a void for sure and a stand-up has definitely filled that so um so yeah he just loves it and um he's hilarious he uh, a lot of his material is about stories uh, or stories from his personal life. Um, he and his family run a bar. They recently closed it down, but um, but yeah, he uh, a lot of a lot of personal stories, a lot of stuff that you can tell is just authentic and true to him. And um, and he's he's a savagely funny joke writer. So seriously, for only being doing it five months, I mean, Chris is hilarious, um, really interesting guy, and I think you'll enjoy our conversation. Um, before we get into that conversation, though. Here is what's happening in local comedy the week of November 8th, 2021. So to start, we have our usual open mics beginning at Coffee Underground tonight, downtown Greenville, um, hosted by No Expectations Comedy, Craig Holcomb. Get there a little bit before 7. Mike starts at 7. Um, following that, we have All Jokes Aside, hosted by Dante Anderson at Habiba's, a Mediterranean restaurant off of Haywood Road. This begins at around 8.30. We also have an online sign-up now, so you can go online on their Facebook page and sign up. 
Um, and I think we're going to be doing some contests again this month or t- or tonight. Um, Tuesday at Doolittle's we have um, in Anderson, South Carolina, um, hosted by Robin Scott, Electric City Comedy. Um, that starts at 7 o'clock. Um, get there at 7. Starts usually about 7.30. We have an open mic followed by a feature comedian, Allison Rose from New York City. Um, so come on out and see her. On Wednesday, we have the open mic at the Radio Room, hosted by Adam Schulte. Um, starts at 8 o'clock. Uh, no cover. Um, sign up ahead of time with Adam or um, or get there and see if you can get on the list. On Thursday, um, in West Pelzer, there's a show at the Lincoln Tap Room. Um, this show starts at 6.30, um, hosted by Peachy Tom Emmons. Um, featuring Tommy Donovan, Jeff Thompson, and David Zaslov. Should be a very fun show on Thursday night. And Thursday, a little later, at 8 o'clock, we have our Jokes Out Loud show, the Spotlight Show at um, Comedy Zone. Um, $10 cover. Get there before 8. That show's continuing to improve in terms of um, audience member turnout. We had a big crowd last Thursday. So please come out. I'll be performing on Thursday. And I'll be at all these other mics too. But um, but yeah, please come out, catch the comics you've seen on the show. And um, we appreciate the support. All right, that's it for local comedy. Hope you enjoy our interview with uh, my interview with Chris. Here it is. Welcome to the show, Chris. Thanks, man. So, uh, yeah, Chris, you're a talker, man. I'm I hope excited so. to have you. Oh, boy. I hope it's, I hope it's good. I, I think it'll be fine. We can edit it. Well, no, I'm not editing it. We can this edit is it. straight raw, dude. Uh-oh. Straight up. And, uh, yeah. Uh, thanks for coming, dude. I'm dude, excited. this is cool. And I'm glad you're impressed that I have hand soap in my bathroom. Yes, yes. You don't know how many places I go and use the restroom. And I'm like, I have to wash my hands. And you look around. Where are you going where they don't have hand soap? I don't know. Nobody does. And, and like, uh, I knew one person that had, like, the Darth Vader thing the hand sanitizer thing and i push it nothing comes out what are you talking about darth vader what do you mean it, it, was, it was darth vader uh hand sanitizer like hand soap dispenser okay so it was and it was thick. empty and then you got to look in the bathroom and look at that questionable bar soap that don't nobody want to touch right it's brutal so i appreciate you well you run a bar or well temporarily right yeah but did you get hand soap at your bar yeah when when they didn't rip it off the wall okay yeah. Yeah. I like your bar, man. Yeah. And uh, there might be a story. I don't know how much you can say, but there was a bar like that you ran a mic out of yes. for a while. Uh, at the Pub Food and Spirits. And now, unfortunately, it's gone. Uh, we, we wrapped that up. But uh, it was fun. And thanks for coming because you came a bunch of times. Yeah. And uh, I really enjoyed it. Uh I got to wear the cow suit, which was cool. Yes, I uh, wish we should have talked about this. I'll come back in the cow suit. Well, you, yeah, it's weird because we're filming this pretty close to Halloween, but you wore a cow suit, just, just random, for, just for yes. Um, the the guy I do the uh, another comedian, you know, Luke Furlow, uh-huh. and Luke uh, Wilson. Who we know? What, what's that's the actor. That's his. Yeah, the actor. Your name is Chris Wilson. Yes. Wait, what is Luke's actual last name? Harris. Luke Harris. That's yes. right. Uh, Luke Wilson will not do the podcast with no, me. No, not yet. Or come to my open mic. Well, yeah, I mean, he won't do either of our podcasts. No. Wow, yeah. But, That'd be, be cool if he did. 
Yeah, he just needs to like fall off on the celebrity totem pole a little bit more. Yeah, I don't know if he's gotten a lot of good gigs lately, but maybe we could. Yeah, like it's kind of like like women need to lower their standards and date me. He needs to lower <laughs> his standards, be on the podcast. Okay, I mean mine's not faint. I don't have lights. Yeah, yeah, I've got a bedroom light. Mm-hmm. It's got a fans attached to it. I like these lights because they make me feel fancy. This is like this is professional, like. Uh. I don't even want to look over here. Not really. You we're, know, we're faking it. Faking, faking it until we make yeah. it. Yeah. It's filming on an iPhone, on a tripod, it, which you thought you weren't. You were I thought you had like a Canon camera. Oh. Well, dude, look, okay. All I have is a Yeti microphone. Yeti's you just, are good. You just have this here for decoration. Well, I just didn't want to return it, but um, <laughs> I, I bought the Yeti first because I thought that's a USB mic, so you can just plug in the right. cord. To the uh, to the laptop and record directly, but um, I found out for interviews or like having multiple whatever I don't even know the lingo, but uh, you need one of these interfaces, one of these. Yeah, those are cool. Those are fancy. Free advertising for these people, but it's a Focusrite uh, yeah. interface, and you can just plug in these. Uh, what do you call these mics? Auxiliary. Auxiliary mics. Yeah. Just like the same mic you would use on stage. Yeah. See, that's the thing. Uh, I think I think stand up comedy is like like fifty uh, percent being funny, fifty percent like liking to hold microphones and I can't sing. So that's you know fifty percent being funny, fifty percent what the equipment holding the microphone. Yeah, th- I do it just to, to entertain myself. I feel I feel important with this. Yeah, it gives me courage. It gives you yeah. Like I'm gonna ask out women with this. So you wouldn't ask out women normally? Well, they won't listen. Oh, but no. if I, you know, if I get me one of these uh, amplifiers uh-huh. in your laptop and we go around downtown, I'll just start picking up women. <laughs> you ever uh, asked out women on stage? No, no. Um, uh-huh. I'm glad people don't talk to me when I'm on stage. Yeah. Um, it's a little distracting. Yeah. And uh, I've been I've been in some places. Sure. You know, uh, so uh, I- I'm glad some of them don't talk to me, but no. Has that happened to you? Mm, no, but I I sometimes I have a lot of material about dating and stuff. So like when I talk, when I say I'm single, sometimes I think it's a funny thing to kind of. It's a little crowd work gimmick. It's it's kind of hacky, but I just say, "Are well, there any single women here?" And normally, nobody says anything, and then the silence. Sometimes the audience will laugh, uh, yeah, in reaction to their own silence. Um, and it's, sometimes somebody will speak up and I'll say something to them. Um, it's just a fun little thing, but I've never seriously asked a girl out on stage. Uh, I, like I said, uh, uh, I, I'll just, how, how PG do I know you got to put this on. Care. Oh, cool. Well, okay. You can be as filthy as There you was want. one girl that I know and, um, I was just like, she, she was like, I'm going to come see you. And I'm like, no, you better not sit in the front. Cause I'll start talking to you, uh-huh. and then I just looked at her and I was like, "Hey, let's pee on each other." Oh my god! Now that is just, that was a joke. Nothing I would ever say. What did she do? What? How did she react? Uh, she uh, she laughed so hard she had to go out the front door. <laughs> uh, because last time that she saw me do stand up, uh, she said, "Chris, you made me pee on myself." I felt bad about it, but. 
you know, funny's funny, I guess. So she said that earlier at a different show, mm-hmm. and then you said, you know what? Let's pee on Let's each pee other because you peed yourself last time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you know, like and that. um, that's a funny little. Well, she, she got up and ran out the door laughing, and I'm like, okay. I've achieved my goal for the evening. I don't even care what happens later. Yeah. Well, it takes a special kind of thing for that to, to work and not come across creepy. It um, does. I think I'm just cute enough to get away with you it. You threaded the needle for sure, dude. Just a little, yeah. yeah. Bam. Yeah, because yeah. if they think you're serious or unstaring, like sort of a, then, you know, then it could go haywire. But no, that works. And yeah. Dude, every time I see you on stage, like whatever you say works. Yeah. It's, I don't know what it is. It's just like, um, but it, it's it's so strange. I, this is actually one of my jokes. Like I could sit here and talk about, for example, like having the smallest genitals in the room. That or something crazy. You, you know, yeah, stuff that makes you self deprecating. Self deprecating. Yeah, that's comedy to me, and I can say that. But if you take this thing away, I can't say nothing. It's weird. It's like a. Feel empowered by this thing. No, that's great. That's great. And it's not all self-deprecation. Like, you no. go after stuff. You talk about, you know, crazy stories and crazy. Right. Yeah. The thing is, like, I've had so many crazy stories happen to me and the, these things that even I, myself, do not believe. But I saw it happen. <laughs> and it used to be like, I used to just could literally walk out of the gas station. Like, like for example, um one time I went to the QT, uh-huh. you know. QT stories are never, good. Yeah, they're so good. You see a and lot of characters at the QT. You do. And this, we, and my mom raised me to be a gentleman and uh-huh. hold open the door. And uh-huh. I saw this kid, or so I thought. But then I started thinking, man, it's five in the morning. What would a child be doing? I had the backpack. How old? Well, she was 30-something. But here's the <laughs> thing. I thought she was like a kid because she had this backpack this massive like plush unicorn hanging out the top right like i'm like okay there's got to be a kid and a uh, unicorn a, a, a unicorn giant hat plush, no it was a like a massive plush unicorn like, like a, a stuffed animal yeah just hanging out the top of it and it was just bizarre out of her backpack okay and i'm thinking okay maybe this is somebody's kid maybe they're going yeah. on a trip and um so she comes to the door i open the door Pardon me, ma'am, and I step out of the way. Could you hold open the door for a lady? Uh-huh. And she goes, excuse me. And she bends down and picks up this giant machete. And I'm like, huh. She had a machete in her backpack? It was No, it was in the floor of the QT. So, was it hers? I would hope. Yeah. yeah but yeah. this wasn't just your regular, like, uh, Walmart Ozark Trail. This was like, I decapitate people, machete. Like, it was probably... Like that, and it had yeah. the holes in the blades. So I start freaking out, but I'm still being a gentleman, and I'm holding open the door. But like, man, my bee hole goes, <laughs> and she goes, "Excuse me," and she walks out the door, and I just go, "Holy, thank you for not stabbing me." Uh-huh. You know, and I go in the QT and I ask the clerk. I said, "What's that, Miss Chatty?" He goes, "Yeah," and I'm like, "Did he know her? Who is this chick?" Yes, because he goes, "Yeah, that's nine iron." And I said, I said, why do they call her Nine Iron? He goes, she carries a golf club. And I said, man, this bitch has upgraded. Dude. So that's that's just one thing that's happened so to me. So was she a homeless woman? What was the story? I don't know. I, I would assume. But she was dressed some, like, she had decent clothes on, uh-huh. you know, nice clothes. They weren't And 30. she looked young. Yeah, well, 30. granted, like I didn't get a real big look at her face because I was just like, is that a unicorn? Yeah. And then yeah. it's like, is that a machete? 
danger, you know. And um, yeah. but here I am holding the door open still, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, she could have chopped your head right off. Right, Chris. and and so she, <laughs> and I'm like. And I don't live far from a QT. I live like down the road. And I'm like, right. I got to go get my cats, you know, put them in the house. Yeah. And, and on the way home, we see her walking down the road, just casually swinging it like a walking cane. And I'm like, nobody's going to fuck with this And it, was, it definitely was lady. a real machete, not a toy. 100% real. Oh, my god. And, you know, granted, nobody's going to mess with you walking yeah. down the road with a machete. But yeah. But that's the, that's the point of the QT. Like, and I used to go, God, why does this stuff happen to me? But now since I started doing stand-up, I'm like, all right. Now you like want more shit to happen. I'll write it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, you want This more is going to kill. Yeah, I could use that on stage, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't trust myself with weapons. No, I don't either. I don't own a gun or anything. No, um, I, I have I have this face. That deters most women. So if I ever get attacked by don't a woman, quit, quit I'm just joking. I'm a comedian. I know. I think. I know. I don't, I, think. I, don't, I don't like the woe is me, Chris. I think. I'm just joking. I know. Just joking. I know. Um, well, you don't have like a personal uh, anything to uh, protect yourself? Um. Well, not really. Gun-wise, um, you're not like Adam Schulte. Oh, Adam Schulte is a very gun-oriented. Hey, Adam. I'm on a podcast. Look at me. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Adam watches every week. Yeah, so. dude. And he likes shout outs. I, I love Adam. Uh, if you heard our first podcast, 90% of it was talking about Adam and guns. Hell yeah. So this is okay. So before we go any further, we can promote your podcast. So this is you and Furlough's podcast? Yes. The first one. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, remind me the name of it The Dress to Depress Podcast. The Dress. To depress podcast, right? And uh, Luke Furlough Harris. Harris. Yep. I was gonna say Wilson again. That's okay. Yeah, and that's your last name, Chris. So, uh, so yeah, dude, that's awesome. So your first episode, you had a lot of Adam Schulte shoutouts. Well, dude, the thing is, um, uh, when I did, God, I hate this to start the story this way because I've said it a million times. Like uh, eight eight years or so ago, I did stand up at Coffee Underground. Yep, and it went great. I went way over my time. No, this is your first time, right? Like very first. Yeah, time. don't rush through this because I like to hear. Oh, cool. People's good, first time. So good. yeah, and most people listening um, now. It was like, it was it was the most terrifying thing I've ever done in my life. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, here, here's what happened. For who was hosting that? Was it Craig? I don't remember, but he was there. Okay. I, I can actually tell you. Um, well, first, let me tell you the first time I went. And then let, let, me, let me get to sure, that. Sure, sure. Um, my cousin, uh, who still supports me to this day, she said, you should go do stand-up. And I'm like, no. I'm terrified of speaking in front of people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, I was the guy in, in, in class shaking with the paper, you know. And, right. And, and uh, so I just – I. You could literally have offered me a thousand dollars, and I would have said no. Mm-hmm. And she goes, well, "Well, go up there and just try." And I said, "Okay." I'll Your cousin go. said this. Yeah, I said, "I'll go if you go." Did with she explain me. anything? Did she say why? She just thought, "Oh, your funny stories." Or yeah, well, she goes because you have all these funny stories, and you're funny, and, and and so many people were like, "Be a comedian." And the funny thing is, when I was in high school, I took one of those career tests, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, I got three results back, and they couldn't be any sweeter. The first one was comedian. That makes yeah. me laugh now. Yeah. The second one was plumber. 
Yeah. Right? Dude, you could be a plumber. I could be a plumber. Hell yeah. My grandfather was a plumber. See? You got a similar vibe. Like, like I would trust you with, you know, um, handling yourself around tools. And uh, You do not know me that well. Well, I guess. But um, I, I don't. I can't do anything like that. But he was very. Oh, yeah. He, dude, he rocked a beard, too. I, I wish. Um, very handy. It's like, yeah. Like, you always have an uncle or a grandpa mm-hmm. or. Or somebody that can do anything. Right. They can fix anything. Sure. That's my dad and my grandpa. Yeah. Not I'm me. not that guy. Like, okay. if I break something, I'm like, I'm about to buy a new one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, well, Chris, you broke the wall. Right. Can you buy a new one? Right. You know? So what was the third one? You said? Rabbi. 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 Sure. Why would they say that? Are you Jewish? No. Not at all. What in this? What career test was this? Where they're like, "Well, you could be it." A, it was just the one they gave me in high school. You could be a Jewish religious teacher. Yeah, I could be a Jewish plumbing comedian. That'd be hilarious, actually. I know. Yeah, if I opened up a a, a plumbing business, I, it would just say, I, "I take no shit." Yeah, you're like Mario, but a Jew. <laughs> Jewish. Jewish Mario. Jewish Mario. Yeah. With the little yeah, except with instead of the Italian redhead, it'd be like a little yarmulke. You could rock that. Yeah, maybe I should. Maybe I should. Maybe I should get I'm, together. I'm, I'm the result of my high school test. He's dressed as Mario for Halloween or something. So, yeah, maybe I should get with uh, Mr. David Zaslav or my other favorite Jew, Mr. Adam Schulte. Yeah, exactly. Uh, get with them and, and, and start a business. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so uh, my cousin was just pushing me to, to do this comedy thing because she said, Chris, I think you'll be good at it. Uh-huh. And I'm like, no, no, not at all. And uh, she said, well, let's go. And at the time, years ago, you had to sign up on Facebook, which uh-huh. is wild because now they just do the, In you, person. you're there, you're there. And I didn't know that. So I get right. there and they're like, oh, you got to sign up, um, you know, on Facebook. And I said, well, okay, well, we'll sit and watch the show. Mm-hmm. Now, this was interesting. Craig was there. I remember Craig mm-hmm. and I remember uh, Craig Holcomb and uh, Colin Keene. I remember yep. them being there. Shout out Colin, dude. I can, yeah, I love Colin. Yeah. yeah. The fact that he can juggle, it blows my mind. Oh, yeah, dude. And um, Colin's hilarious. He he is. He's a nice guy, and too. Very insightful. But continuing, don't Yeah, and, and Craig, uh, I, and I can even, and uh, who else do I remember? Craig Longino. Yes, I remember. I don't the, know. You know, the guy with the crazy overshirts. He has the uh, joke about the troops bumper sticker, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, dude. I won't spoil the joke. But I won't either. Nice. And I remember he did his savage. I joke. remember he did his goodwill shirt joke, and that still cracks me up to yeah. this day. Yeah. But okay, I, so all these guys we know are there. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and and what gets me is the reason why Craig stuck out is because uh, he grabbed the microphone stand mm-hmm. with the mic on it and just put it over there, and he just starts yelling and just. Just without, not without screaming. Without the mic, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I, all I remember is him talking about a pharmacy, and it, it cracked me up. Mm-hmm. But I will tell you this. So I see a lot, and there was a good few people there. And um, golly, uh, we watched it. And then, and I hate to say and I won't say the joke because it's just inappropriate and it's not funny, but uh, the first guy that came up, I haven't couldn't tell you who he was. Mm-hmm. He told the most like racist black joke ever. He just started off with da 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 da, and everybody's like, Ugh. yeah, you know, bad move. The, the white people are like, Ugh. the black people are like, Ugh. and he just goes, 
All right, thanks. And he walks off. So that was all he did? That's all he, he did. didn't stay on for that long? No. Well, even I'm like, you know, I like to I like to, to push things just a little. Right. But it was it's such a poor taste joke. Yeah. And even if you are okay with that kind of humor, it wasn't funny. Right. right. And uh, so I'm like, okay, don't be racist. You know, that's my mark right there. Don't do what this guy did. Sure. And I watched everybody else. I don't recall, but just the people we know. And the very last lady, I don't know who she was, but she was talking with a British accent. I do remember that. Mm-hmm. And she, God bless her, was tanked. She was in. She, the, she was hammered, or she tanked oh, herself. She, she was. Oh, both. She was hammered. Uh huh. Right. I mean, like MC hammered. Okay. okay. She's like slumped over in the chair. And she's like, and she passed out mid-joke. And I'm like, uh, I don't remember who was host. Actually, I remember uh, the guy that was hosting. I don't recall his name. He was very nice. He had been in a movie with Jamie Foxx. That's all I remember. Okay. And um, he kind of got her off the stage. Like hey, she, like she thank fell asleep you. during the set. She passed out. I've never seen that and, before. And literally, it's like, hey, um, thanks for coming. Y'all have a good night. And that's how the show ended. And I'm sitting there thinking, okay, don't do racist things. Don't fall asleep. Don't fall asleep. If you hit anywhere in between, yeah, you're fine. So anyway, <laughs> and I asked the guy. I said, dude, is she okay? Uh-huh. And he's like, bro. She's from here. She's not British. I don't know what that was about. <laughs> so that was my first experience. So I came. So you just observed that night. I just observed. Mm-hmm. And I came back the next week. And I mean, I was like terrified. You know, Coffee Underground, which, you know, at Greenville here in South Carolina, right across the street from Trios. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went and ate at Trios. And I had one beer. And I think I had tomato soup, which is two of the best things to put Yeah, together. that's a good Italian restaurant. Yeah. Trio's downtown Greenville. I left my dinner in the bathroom, you know. You threw up? I did. Because I was like like this. And I'll never forget it because the night before, I did not sleep. Uh-huh. I was just trying to, I was like, I got to be funny in front of people I don't know. Uh-huh. And uh, I watched a lot of uh, Reggie Watts. He's one of my favorite uh He's a musical comedian, but I like him. Okay, I don't even know Reggie Watts. I oh, he's you know, look him up. He's got the giant fro, and he plays the loop machine. Have you you've never seen him? No, I'll check him out. Oh, though. he's fabulous. Okay, he he's wild. He's he's so talented. It's like wow. Mm-hmm. It's like you almost forget you're at a comedy thing and you're watching a musical performance. Mm-hmm. I watched a lot of that, and I remember I had uh, like a whole page of jokes, and um, my mima, who I love dearly, and um, I need to call soon and talk to her. She's always been my rock, you know, like you're, I'm her baby. Mm-hmm. I can do no wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm her grandbaby. And she totally dropped the ball. Right. How so? She looked at me and cause I'm, she's like, what are you doing? I said, grandma, I'm going to go do stand up comedy downtown. And she goes, baby, you're not going to do good. And I'm like, <laughs> why would you do that? Your grandma didn't believe in you. Not this day. <laughs> it, it, she goes like, you're going to do bad, baby. And I'm like. She said you're going to do bad. I'm like, why would you say that? Because I'm over here like, oh, you know, I'm, I feel like I'm fixing to go. Yeah. 
to my execution. Yeah. And, uh, and she goes, you're going to do bad. And I said, why, why would you, <laughs> why would you say that to me, mom? Oh you know, and she goes, well, you're going to get nervous <laughs> and you're going to freeze up. And I'm like, why would you tell me this yeah. right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and then she goes, they're all going to look at you and laugh at you. And I said, that part's actually what I want. Mm-hmm. But I said, way to drop the ball. you know. Yeah. So she was no help. Yeah. And, um, dude, that's so funny. Oh, dude, it was so brutal. Because she's always, she'll support me. I could be like, hey, I want to be an astronaut. Nobody's going to put my fat, almost 40-year-old ass in a, in a space shuttle. But she'd be like, Chris, you can do it. But not this. Not stand up. <laughs> He's like... She was just like you can do it, anything you want, Chris. Well, that, except that, stand-up comedy. Don't try right. that. Yeah, but like, a, and she's like the most supportive person in the world. But this, this time she was just trying to be real. She's like, "You're gonna suck. You're gonna Dude, suck hard." That's funny. And uh, I said, "Well, I'm not talking to you anymore about these things." Mm-hmm. And um, so you left the house after she said that, and then you went to the Italian place. Uh not just yet. We we had to make a stop because. Um, I can't even remember who it was, but somebody was getting married, and the guys that were taking me had to get fitted for tuxes. So we had to go sit there. So I'm sitting there looking at this material, and my friend goes, hey, you got, you know, what was it? I think they told me I had five minutes. Mm -hmm. So I'm timing everything, and I'm literally going, da-da-da-da-da. And it's so strange because it's, you know, you know how some people time out their jokes. And I think that works great. I do. You do? Oh, yeah. I can't even. I don't even know how to work the stopwatch on this Casio. So I record it on my phone. Me. I do too. Uh, so I know like when it's about to be done. Right. Well, um, it's good because like you go, okay. Well, I have, like, say you're doing a show. You're like, I got twenty minutes. Well, this takes five minutes. This takes three, and you can mm-hmm. safely, uh, you know, build some time around that. I got that advice from a lot of people. Uh, mm-hmm. um, Tom Emmons. Who is peachytom.com? I don't think if he watches this, but yeah, Peachy Tom. Well, it's Tom. okay. Uh, well, Tom, I like Tom. He's yeah, a nice Oh, I guy. love Tom. He, he just made fun of me about starting the podcast, <laughs> but it's fine. Go ahead. Um, Peachy Tom gave the advice about the time. Yeah, and so did, um, who else did that? Uh, the time thing, uh, Adam, mm-hmm. Adam Schulte yep. did. Uh, Adam, Adam's actually been a, a big, big help, and I'll talk about that later, but um so yeah, I, I do. I do that now because uh, I will ramble, mm-hmm. and sometimes I'll say something. And uh, I think it was Cassandra, and she was like, "That was funny." And I'm like, "What I say?" So, Thank goodness she remembered. Do you record it? I do. I do now. I bought it. I bought an app that uh, that does like the MP3 thing. Oh, you record video? I, I do sometimes. I quit doing that because I basically like you know people like Chris want to come see you. Well, if you saw this video, you're probably going to see most of it again. Oh, I don't repost it. You record it for yourself. Um, well, I kind of, like, I'll post it for some people because I've got some friends that live, like, in, uh, you know, like, Ohio. They're not going to be able to make it down. Right. So I, I do, but I'm just saying the purpose of recording for me is just to have that video, like, to see if you did something accidentally and it got mm-hmm. a laugh, then you'd be like, oh, shit, what did I do? Yeah, that's why I recorded the audio. with my hand uh, there that I didn't expect. Let me if I did that again and see... Yeah, well, like uh, Cassandra, Cassandra Jane. I'm trying to remember everybody's names. Oh yeah, Cassandra. Yeah, uh, I love her. She's very sweet, mm-hmm. very and very supportive. Mm-hmm. She remembered what I had said, and she goes, "You should do that again." Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, "Okay, now I got to record this." 
But anyway, that was a whole big uh, segue. So back to that other story. Um, they were getting fitted for their tuxes, and I was trying to go, okay, well, this is about this much time. Cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, my one friend goes, these ain't going to work. I said, what ain't going to work? He goes, this one, not going to work. This one, not going to work. your network is assholes. Well, your your gravity doesn't believe in you. Your friend is like, this is On work. this day, just on this day. F everybody else. Just try shit. Well, you know, uh, on this day, it was just negative. And yeah. I, I kid you not. They literally said, none of these are going to work. And I'm like, fuck that. This is what they're going to get. Because mm-hmm. I stayed up all night doing this. Yeah. and um, You can overthink it to death. You'll never do it. So you're better off just going for it. Then we got there. And I swear I'm not making this up if my memory serves me correctly. You know how they got all the little chairs in there? Mm-hmm. I want to say there used to be little mini church pews in there. Yeah. They... It's similar. They, they they have um they're like cloth covered chairs that are almost interlocking, mm-hmm. and they they have them at churches sometimes. It's not like a pew, but it feels right. like it because you can't move them. They're not like the radio room chairs. Well, that that could just be a mental thing that maybe I'm forgetting about. But they're similar. They, yeah. they might be the same. And I want to swear they had a light back there, like a bar light, like a one of those kind of lights for like you know get get off the stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um. I want to swear it was broken. Okay. So it's okay. And uh, I get there, and it's packed in there. Uh-huh. Like, it's packed. Yeah. And um, there's a bunch of comedians there. I remember I got there, and I will tell you this because it makes me laugh. I don't know who these guys are. Mm-hmm. If I would meet them today, I couldn't tell you. But I was trying to be friendly, you know. Mm-hmm. I signed up, and I, I just, hello, I'm Chris. Nice to meet you. The host guy was nice. I wish I could remember his name. Craig was, he's yeah. never not nice. Mm-hmm. Colin, yep. you know, the people we know are always cool. Yep. And, um, but I talked to these random dudes and I'm, Hey, I'm Chris. And they literally just turned their chairs around when I spoke to them. And I'm like, Ooh, okay. Comics. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, no problem. So I go up there and then I'm like, I'm fixing to leave. I can't do this. This is as soon as you got up there. Yeah. This is terrifying. I'm out of here. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, so my friend goes, I'll take care of this. And he come back with Grand Morier liquor. It's okay. He goes, drink that. And I go, yeah, yeah, going to need another one. Give me another one. Give me another one. Drink that. And I'm going to need another one. I don't have a high alcohol tolerance. So I drank like four or five of those. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So anyway, and God bless my friends. I had like two rows of friends show up that I didn't know about, which is cool. And my cousin came. And I was like, oh, nice, wow. Nice, nice. And uh you know, the, the the whole five minute thing, and they go, Oh, hey, you got three minutes. And I'm like, Well, three minutes. And then I'm like, That's a safety net for new people. That is. Typically, it's a good thing. Yeah, you usually start with three, then you get five if you get used to chances it. Chances are it's not going to go that great. So, well, here, here's, the, yeah. here's the crazy thing. So they tell me I'm going to have less time, and I'm like, Oh, because I had, at least I think I could have stretched these jokes out. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I go up there because they go, you're number three. And I'm like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And it was a big list. And I'm like, all right. And I go up there and it was good. It was great. Like people were laughing. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least at least uh, on stage, it looked great. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. From the other perspective, uh, there is a video of it. Mm-hmm. And um, it's weird. I had long hair. It's very weird. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
I, I, I went over my time because I couldn't, I couldn't see the little. They were cell phone. waving the light at you. Yeah, they were waving the light at me. I did like seven minutes, and I'm like, oh, oh that's shit. bad. That is bad. Yeah, that's good for me, not good for everybody well, it's bad else. For the show. It's bad for the Generally show. Generally burning the light. Yeah. Right, and, uh, and the thing good. is, like, I just I could only see. You know how it works in there. You can only see the first like couple, couple of rows. rows. Yeah. But I don't know what was and going they don't on. Play, they don't have music there to play you off. Most places they'll play music to let you know if you right. really go over. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Coffee Underground, they don't have music. No. So you just kept, how did you eventually get no to get off? Well, finally. Did well, you run out thing. of your jokes? No. Um, I spent the whole time doing this. I didn't even look up at. Uh, I didn't even look. Uh huh. Like after a minute, I just looked down at the ground. I'm like, I'm just gonna look down at the ground. Yeah, for those of you just all watching on audio, Chris is leaning forward and yes, looking down. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to make people feel it. Like, <laughs> hey, oh, there's a quarter down there. That's how I was doing. Like, I wasn't gonna look up because I'm terrified. Mm-hmm. And uh, finally, I look up and I see this, and I was like, oh, my bad, you know. And I got off the stage, and I'm like, oh shit, I'm about to. You know, I thought I was about to get my ass chewed, and the uh, the um, the host guy come up and he goes, "Man, you did good." And I said, "Oh, thanks." You know, I mean, I, it ain't like I blew the place away, mm-hmm. but people were laughing. Yeah, people laugh the whole time. Mm-hmm. It's not that. It's if you're yeah, if you're bombing and you and you burn the light, that's really not good. But well, I definitely didn't bomb. That's I, good. That's good. I was thankful for that. Mm-hmm. And um, so. And it was so good, like I could have stayed up there twenty more minutes, or at least that's what I felt like, because <laughs> yeah. I was drunk, you know. Uh-huh. And uh, but like I, I got done with it, and everybody's like, "Chris, you did good." And but the host guy, I'm like, "Oh boy, I'm about to get it." And he goes, "Man, I will tell you what," he said. Usually, the comedians get a little pissy if you go over your time, but he said that was pretty funny. Just next time, keep an eye on it. I said, "Okay." Yeah, and it was super cool. And the funny thing was, and I'll never forget this: when I went and I was walking, the three dudes that snubbed me yeah, were like, yeah. "Dude, good set!" And I just walked right past them like I'd never you seen them before. Snubbed them? Yeah, because oh, that's you mean. Have them. Well, they were mean. No, I you know. know um, well, that's the thing, man. I'm not mean to anybody. I try to literally be the nicest person all the time. But it was just like, ugh, you know. No, I hear you, but new, yeah. I could see that. But it's nice that you earn their respect. Right. Um, I, I, I will say I haven't been treated that way whatsoever because um, the June 22nd of this year was when I started again. Mm-hmm. Um, well, so that went well. Yeah, so that was eight years ago. So, so did you only do the one time? Yep. Oh, why didn't you come back? Because it was too good. Uh, I, it's weird. I'm, I'm one of these people that I'm not used to great things happening and i just go oh i can't i can't do better than this or like this is gonna go bad okay. so I, I and and i actually this was on MySpace or no was it the face no 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 facebook it was back when they both existed you remember mm-hmm. remember those days mm-hmm. when tom was your friend and life was good yeah yeah, yeah. I, I don't think i ever had a MySpace actually my friends did when i was in high school really yeah but i never um well, somebody had hit me up on, on, I remember, I think it was MySpace, and he said, hey, I want. Uh, would you be interested in doing uh, 
some comedy at this place called Meatheads down. I think he said downtown. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, I don't know what Meatheads is now. Mm-hmm. I have no clue. But he said, "Yeah, well, I want you can be a feature guy. We'll put you on the sign." And I'm like, "I've done comedy for seven minutes." And that's this is shortly me. after because you had your yeah. set posted. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, I think I think it was like um, I think I reached out to a couple people like, mm-hmm. "Hey, thanks for letting me do that." You know. Mm-hmm. And he hit me back, and uh, but he was like, "Yeah, we'll put you on this," and it was just like, "Ooh, this is kind of scary," you know. Right. It was just too much. Mm-hmm. I wish I'd have done it now because imagine what I could be doing today if you just stuck with it, right? Yeah, but time is pretty crucial. It's a well, you know, it's never something that that I planned on, mm-hmm. and I'm like, cool, because it got to the point where they're like, Chris, do stand up to where it irritated me, and I'm like. If you be quiet, I'll do it one time. And I did it. And uh, I remember my dad called me. And I love my dad. Hey, Dad. Uh, he'll watch the podcast. You know, <laughs> nice. I, I love my dad. But my dad just goes, hey, that wasn't terrible. And I'm like, thanks, Dad. Oh, no. Nice. That's my dad saying, you did okay. Yeah. Absolutely. And then he goes, I showed you me, Ma. And I'm like, the stuff I talked about. Yeah. Ooh, I'll let you watch that video later. Uh, and I'm like, oh, my God. And he still shows her my stand-up to this what day. What she say? And she goes, as long as you having fun, baby, you do what you want to. Yeah. And she she's become way more supportive now. That's good. And um, uh, let's see, like, uh, yeah. But I, I ran away from it because it went well. Uh-huh. And I just, I, I, it was just like, and I still do that to this day sometimes. Like, uh, don't ever take offense if you see me get up there in your set. Because I'll be honest, I'm a diabetic, and nine times out of ten, I have to use the restroom. Or, uh, like... Uh, so, to, like, get insulin or something? Uh, uh, metformin. Uh, oh, okay. The pills, yeah. But uh, I have to pee a lot being yeah. a diabetic sometimes. So, I get up. And sometimes, you know, I'm hurting or sore. Mm-hmm. I have to get up and move around. Mm-hmm. And then there's times where I'm like, I'll do I'll do a set, and then I'm like, let me out of here. Right. Not even even if it went good, I'm like, I gotta get out of here. Something about this, and I'll go I'll go run to the bar or something because right. after I got done that day, I ran. I said, you let me the hell out of here. Mm-hmm. I'm out, mm-hmm. gone. So I go up to the bar, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, this girl, uh, the next girl had done got finished, and she came up and God bless you, I don't remember her name either. And she come up and she goes, how many times have you done that? And I was like, this is my first time. She said, don't lie. I said, ma'am, I swear I've never done this day in my life. And she goes, I wish my first time would have been that good. And I'm like, holy crap, maybe yeah. I did okay. It's extremely rare. It is. Yeah. And it was one of those things like um, well, I get I get determined, I'm like, I can't fail at this. Am, am I going to give you like the, uh, you know, Selling out the uh, Madison Square Garden performance? Probably not. But I at least want it to be like, well, this, I didn't want to, because, you know, when you when your friends are like, well, come see you, I don't want to waste anybody's time. Me neither. I don't, I don't even, you know, I get uncomfortable when my friends say they want to come. I, I've started to, but um, it just, it just depends. Like, because um, when, when I first started doing that, I didn't, like, if, if I'd have saw anybody sitting there, like, oh, I'm talking to these people, mm-hmm. but I know I'll talk. Oh, you're my friend. I'm going to pretend everybody else isn't here. Mm-hmm. And luckily my friend sat in the first two rows and that's all I could see. Right. So it was cool. But, uh, now I look at it and cringe and go, Ugh. but yeah, 
Interesting. Yeah. So that's how that started. And what got you back on stage on June 22nd of this year? Um, the bar. It was a combination of the bar and my friend, uh, Mr. Mr. David Sneed. Hey, David. Give him a shout out. Mm-hmm. He's a good friend of mine, a wrestler in North Carolina. Good dude. He's always been like, you're the funniest dude on the planet. You know, mm-hmm. and he'd share my stuff around. Be like, this guy's going to be some, you know, this guy's a legend. God bless him. Uh, I love you, David. And uh, he, uh, he kept going, bro, you got to do more stand-up. Because I finally put that video on YouTube. I'm like, here, you want to see it? There it is. Mm-hmm. Don't 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 watch it in front of me, please. Mm-hmm. And right. uh, he goes, dude, you're great. Do, you know, do more. And I kept going, I'll do it soon. I'll do it soon. Mm-hmm. I'll do it soon. Years went by. Years went by. I'd even write a joke here and there, here mm-hmm. and there. And I found those and used those later. They were good. Mm-hmm. And um, finally, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do one more. Because I owe him that much and a few other people, I'll do one more. And then uh, my mom was, the Sundays were were, were dead for mm-hmm. the bar. A lot of places it is. And I said, what about stand-up? Now, this is a good one. I told uh, my mom and stepdad owned that bar, or owned that bar. And uh, my stepdad was there. And I, he's like, we got to draw up some business. And I said, what about stand-up comedy? He goes, cool, you know anybody funny? <laughs> and I'm like, bro. No, no, I don't. So um, it was a combination of that and that. And uh, so then, did you start going to a coffee or a radio room? Well, yeah. Nah, I got another story about the radio room. But this all started um, from trying to drum up business on Sunday. I said, "Well, I'll do comedy," and I was going to do it on. I think it was June fifth was the day I picked. Uh-huh. And then my mom goes, "Do you do you have people with you?" And I said, "Oh shit, I can't do this by myself." I didn't even think you about it. You were just going to go up there. I was just going to go up there and just, just yeah, start talking. Yeah. Oh my god. And I didn't. Gosh. I didn't even realize it. You know, I didn't even put that thought process. Wow, in there. you got a lot of confidence. Be able to just... I have none. <laughs> well, no. Well, see, I don't have any confidence, but it's like I know enough people that would be at least entertained by it and i wanted because to help the stories pertain to the people in the bar like a lot of regulars. them and i wanted to help because everybody goes chris you got to do stand-up comedy and uh-huh. i'm like fuck that i'm doing sit-down comedy my back hurts mm-hmm. and um so anyway um i didn't have any people and i'm like i don't even know anybody does comedy uh-huh. uh and i said well I, I should probably practice once or twice so i go to um what was it the radio room. A girl uh-huh. a girl at the bar hit me up. She goes, Chris, I want to do stand-up. They do stand-up at the radio room. And I said, the radio room? The concert place? Because uh-huh. I'd only been there like yeah. to see a concert. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, we'll go. And she goes, well, they do it on Wednesday. And I said, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. We'll do that one Wednesday. I didn't realize that it was Tuesday. And she met tomorrow. <laughs> right, right. And she goes, Chris, um... Let's go. Yeah. And I said, when's it start? She's like, I think it starts at eight. And uh-huh. I'm like, it's 730. Uh-huh. No, I'm not going. Fuck off. No, 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 no. I'm not going. Uh-huh. I ain't doing this. I got no jokes. What are you kidding? And uh, they go, no. She goes, no, let's go. And I said, okay, double shots. Bring them on. <laughs> oh because I'm like, I, I can't do this. Yeah. But she said, I'll do it if you do it. I said, fine. Uh-huh. We get there. 
She backed out. I'm like, oh, I'm so mad at you. She didn't show up? No, she she brought me. She just backed out. Oh, she just said she's not going to go on stage. Nope. Because I did ask her. I said, do you? I said, because everybody be like, you're a comedian. I'm like, no, I'm not. I mm-hmm. did it like one time eight years ago. Right. And she goes, I go, hey, do you, do you have any jokes? She goes, no. I said, oh, you might want to get one or two before you go up there. Yeah. You know, and um, well, we got there late because, uh-huh. you know, and Adam couldn't fit me. Uh, I, that's how I met Adam. I, he couldn't fit me on stage. You're, which, kind of, you're probably like, okay. And I'm like, Good. not a problem because <laughs> I watched the show and uh, I saw you and Bill there. Yeah. Which was cool. Uh-huh. You know, and I'm like, who is this guy with the suit? Who is this character? What Bill. kind of character is he trying to be? Then you find out that's just Bill. Uh-huh. And I love Bill Rye. I yeah. love Bill Rye. He's cool. Mm-hmm. And um Yeah, and uh so I watched the show and it was a dead silent room. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about. But mm-hmm. like you got the uh the one lo- little smattering of applause when it's like, Oh, Mr. David Baker, give mm-hmm. it up for David mm-hmm. and then you get done giving it up for David. It's like nothing in between. And I'm like, fuck this place. Not going back. Nope. Mm-hmm. I was like, if this was my first time, it would be my last. Because it was just crickets, you know. Mm-hmm. And it had nothing to do with the comedy. It's just sometimes that room ain't feeling it. Uh, I still haven't got that place figured out. Mm-hmm. And um, so I said, yep, not coming back. And Adam's like, hey, you come back too? Not this week, next week. I'll get you on the show. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I ain't coming back. Not doing it. And um, so I went to Coffee Underground. That's how I come back there. And my 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 heart is just like, and I'm like, oh, liquor. A couple of liquor drinks. I'm doing better now. I don't, don't need them anymore. And um, I did, did, I did pretty good. Uh, it was a lot of just, I left my notebook on, in the chair and my phone on the chair. And I'm like, oh. But I did okay. I made a couple people laugh. That I knew at least. I look at it this way. I don't think I bombed yet until somebody goes, get the fuck off the stage. As long as one person comes up and goes, that was good. I'm happy. Mm-hmm. You know. So that's how that started. And then it just, one show turned into two. And the thing is, I said, I'm, I'm not going to the radio room. That was terrifying. And I was like, you know what? I ain't got nothing to do. I'm going to go, going to go eat shit at the radio room. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I went up there. I didn't do too bad. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remembered because the second time when I came back in June, I was at Coffee Underground and you were there. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that guy's got a cool laugh. I like that guy. Because oh like you, you kind of hold it together. Like um, if people bomb, I laugh really hard at the joke not working. Well, the the cool it's funny to me. It, it, what is and and sometimes bombing is is, is not bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you, I remembered your laugh, and I'm like. I know where he's here. Like I could pick you out mm-hmm. in the crowd. And uh actually, yeah, um I went back, it wasn't bad, and that's when I met you and Bill. And it just snowballed from there and mm-hmm. I'm on like thirty something shows. Yeah. I call I call them shows, it sounds cool. No, they are. I mean they're mics. Yeah. Um yeah, you kinda have to do the bad and the good. Um just do all of them. Oh, I've gotten some of those. Mm-hmm. The bad and the good rooms. Mm-hmm. Um, Doolittle's is uh, can be a rough room tonight. Um, depending on how many people show up, that can be a rough room. But 
you know, well, eventually you just stop caring. Yeah. Um, and then you're more comfortable to be able to make any room work. But. Yeah. Well, that's why, like, um, <laughs> like uh, Bill Rye makes me laugh always because he, he um, I don't know where we were, but he did, you know, he did his normal stuff. And just a couple of his jokes, just nobody yeah. didn't, didn't hit. Mm-hmm. So he'll just tell another joke and then go back and tell the same one again. And it hit. And that's, that's kind of like, he's determined to get stuff over. And I, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Bill's figuring out how to make his character accessible out the gate, which is really helpful. Uh, Cause if you don't, um, if an audience doesn't understand your angle or maybe it's too edgy too soon, they'll maybe be afraid to laugh cause they don't know who you are. and don't like you yet. But, well, um, the cool thing about Bill is you got to figure Bill out. Mm-hmm. Like, what is – because he's going to come up and you're going to be like, what's this guy doing? Mm-hmm. But when you get it, it's like – Hilarious. He's hilarious, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's – and he's – and there there is no character to Bill. That is literally <laughs> 24-7 Bill. Yeah. There's uh, exaggeration to his act book for sure. Oh, I love it. He's uh, the the quirkiness is real and everything. We had a really fun interview on this show. Yeah, I watched that. It was it's very good. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the interesting thing about comedy, like Bill and me are totally different. Yeah, I think I don't know anybody like Bill, and that's mm-hmm. not an insult. I love Bill, but everybody's so different. You'll get this kind of comedy. And this kind of comedy. And it's just really interesting. Yeah. Everybody's really unique. Yeah. The, the most fun I had uh, recently uh, regarding like the, the local comics was probably Whitney Rayner's roast. Uh, because you got to see um, everybody go up and uh, say some pretty, you know, horribly offensive shit like you would expect at a roast. But the, the jokes were pretty personal and people were like, it wasn't just surface level stuff. I mean, um, it was like everybody kind of knew each other pretty well. And I hadn't laughed that hard in a long time at a, at a local small open mic. I mean, that was that was pretty great. I, I was there for that. No, yes. I know. I wanted to hear about your roast of Whitney. Oh, man. Well, you kind of confessed a little crush. But... Oh, how could you not love Whitney? <laughs> she is, yeah, she is beautiful. I lo- well, the thing is... Um, like okay yeah. What did you say again? Like oh gosh, well well, I remember we were talking about it in the, the secret chat that 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 she didn't know she about. She didn't know Rose was coming. I and um, I was like, man, I can't be mean to Whitney. Yeah. I love Whitney. Yeah, and I was like, Chris, sack up, dude, and roast the shit out of her. <laughs> oh man, that was hard. But here's the thing, like um, on that Whitney, uh, I, I I adore Whitney. Like she's uh. Not only is she beautiful on the outside, she's beautiful on the inside, you know. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I, well, you know, like, because she, she's always been real supportive and she tells me I do good even when I think I've suckled on like a turd. Uh-huh. She'll go, hey, you did good. And she's just always positive. So I'm like, how do I be mean to this person uh-huh. that I think is great? Yeah. And then I'm like, hmm. I had nothing wrote down. I just I had a stupid joke about my children, which do not exist, uh, about like ejaculating into a tissue. Oh my god! It's just a joke, oh. 
But I, I took a, I got a clean, pay, uh, clean. Oh, dude, yeah, this was, yeah, never mind. This was, yeah, this was aggressive. Yeah, I remember I, this now. And I was just like, uh, and of course, it was a brand new tissue. I would never, never do that with any used tissue. So I just like, I'm gonna put this in my pocket and see how this goes. Oh my god! You said- and <laughs> and the thing was, like, I didn't know how to be mean to her because I really. Like, don't get me wrong, I can be the biggest asshole, believe it or not. Uh-huh. But I couldn't be mean to you. You're my friend. Uh, Whitney's my friend. I can't do that. And um, But I'm like, okay, we're just joking. It'll be fun. And God almighty, she got lit. I mean, f- flames, you know. Like, they weren't holding back. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll try this. And... um we mean the other comics were like going hard mm-hmm. at her. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And the thing is, um, I was like, okay, I'm just gonna talk about. The only thing I came up with was a fake relationship. I was just gonna say, me and Whitney's relationship isn't going well because <laughs> it's not real and she doesn't know about it. <laughs> and that's just all I had. And I was like, I'm gonna give her. I'm gonna throw this tissue at her and be like, here's our, you know, here's our kids. Oh, my God. God. Pardon. Here's our kids. Go run that through you. <laughs> you know, just that's what I came up with. And I didn't know they were going to make her sit on the stage. So I had to go up there and look at Whitney, and I'm just like, I'm sorry. I love you. Because oh I felt God. bad. Because oh I, I, I literally, God. I don't want to be mean to people. And um, I said, okay. So I took this tissue out of my pocket, and I was like, uh you know, our relationship's not going well because it's not real, you mm-hmm. know. And uh, I don't even remember what else I said, but I, I said, here, I got this for you. And I put it in her lap. <laughs> I think I I think I. And she just goes, she goes with her phone like, eh. and I just said, honey, it's new. I wouldn't do you like that. I'm just joking. Now. And uh, I just started talking about dumb stuff. I think I said, uh, I, sa- I said, go run that through you one time. And uh, I said, do me a favor, go home, put your legs up. Oh, my God, dude. Well, you asked. I uh, did. I forgot what you did, though. <laughs> do you remember now? Oh, yeah. yeah. Now I do. Well, the thing was, I said, go, the thing that made me laugh was, go put your legs up, help help the sperm out, because I said, it's, Jesus. I said my sperm is as handicapped as I am, and it probably wouldn't make it past the lip if you don't. Oh, my God. And well, well, I had been carrying that stupid tissue, dude. That is so aggressive. (laughs) And and like I said it, and then I immediately went, "I'm sorry, I love you." I don't mean that. It's just hard to be mean. Yeah. But the part that pissed me off the most, I didn't know we were all roasting each other. I thought it was just her. Yeah, I know. I didn't know either. I went first and didn't know to roast everybody else. Because it was funny because Colin just goes, and I'm not even paying attention. Colin goes, I'm not going to roast Chris. He's got enough wrong with him already. <laughs> and Adam just went, Whoa. and I went, who are they talking about? And I'm like, yeah. that's me, which yeah. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, I did too. And, uh, Adam roasted me too. He said, oh, God. He said ev- the, everybody did he it. He said he's got a, oh yeah, everybody roasted me. Yeah. I did too. I'm sorry about that. I love you. Yeah. Uh, I forgot what you said. Adam said, yeah, he's got a podcast called Instead of killing myself, uh, I think you should have done it. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that is the best podcast name. 
I was so I was so ill about that because it took me and furlough days. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, let's call this this, but I know there's a podcast called this. Yeah. Uh, first, I wanted to be the Unbookables, kind of uh-huh. like the Untouchable. Uh, there's some kind of Unbookables comedy something going on because uh-huh. you know I Google everything and <laughs> some of the names we had were fantastic. Yeah, but they'd already been taken. I still want to do a podcast called Fisted Sister. So Chris is a clean comedian. Absolutely. Now <laughs> let, let me book him for your next kid's yeah. birthday party. I'm oh yeah, my I, yeah. gosh! No, dude. no, no, no. Hold the on. Freaking tissue shit. The, oh. the tissue thing was funny. I was gonna do that joke because um, I like the one where it's like, "Hey, my." And granted, it's a little dated now because it's not Father's Day. My kids didn't give me shit for Father's Day. So because sh- I because I left them in this, oh and I was gonna throw it. But it's like we're in the middle of a pandemic. I don't want somebody to like fall over a chair, so yeah. I saved it for Whitney. Oh yeah, she, some of that. Some of that. I mean, I'm I'm joking. Like it's obviously, it's obviously inappropriate and like so right. horribly. I mean, well, God, some of, some of the crazy shit you see in comedy is like what makes it fun, though. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you remember uh, Pancho? He's in Florida now, but uh, do you know the guy Pancho? He sound. I've heard the name. He's a little crazy. Yeah. I talk to him sometimes too. We snap, but uh, he has a, a dog. I, I hope the dog's still alive. But he had a dog, and he had like a baby's, uh, like a vest thing that holds a baby, and he had the dog in the baby holder. Like Karen, and yeah. he walked on stage at Comedy Zone with the dog. Yeah, with the dog, and uh, and I took a picture. I was like, oh my god, what is going on? Like you see so many crazy acts and stuff and uh and poncho is objectively hilarious he's a little crazy but he's mm-hmm. very funny but dude you see crazy shit like bill's shit like you see okay now here's the thing the bill stuff i like so much that i'll i'll steal it from him which i know you're not supposed to do that no you're not supposed to do it. what do you mean steal it not steal it like that but uh when something doesn't go well i'll go well, I got an idea for a movie. Oh, you'll just quote him. Yeah, I'll quote him. I won't not steal it, but uh Yeah. Well, yeah, dude, I mean, it's funny. You know, you mentioned the name of the podcast. It is a homage/reference to a Louis CK bit. Mm-hmm. And I haven't been like like I haven't pretended that that's not true, but uh No, dude, dude. dude. And I I hope that's not I mean, whatever. I just fit the theme of what I was wanting to and it was, you know, a story that he told and a tag to that, but um, it just fit well. But yeah, dude, I don't know. I think affectionately done, you know, um, that could be okay. I don't know. Maybe it's not Louis. If Louis reached out to me to like make me change it, I, that would be worth it. You just want him to reach out to oh, you. Oh, 100%. Absolutely. 100%. Big, big fan of his. Oh, big, huge fan. Huge fan. Mm. The wording's not even exact, but you know. Well, dude, it's it's accurate. For a podcast, um, it's yeah. Um, the joke he was making fun of a woman who had her own little shop, um, and that was like her pet project. And uh, he said he hates going into those little places because he's like this woman like put her whole heart and soul into this little craft shop, and like you got to pretend to be interested and like that it's good. And uh, he's like, he's looking at a crowd like, wow, you you made this really, you made this instead of killing yourself. <laughs> That's the tag. 
And I was like, yeah, I did this instead of killing myself. I made this well, podcast. The, the funny thing is um, I have another podcast, which is just me. Uh, and it's just a little dinky one that I talk into my phone. It's just usually me talking about comedies. It's not even really for people to listen to. It's just for me to Yeah, that sounds things. like Bill Burr's podcast. Bill Burr's Monday Morning Podcast. He just I love talks. Bill Burr. Bill yeah. Burr is a legend. Uh-huh. Um, it's called Insert Jokes Here. Mm-hmm. And it's a picture of my ass. Oh my Literally God. is. How many episodes have you done? I think ten. Maybe ten? they're they're not nothing special. It's just that I wanted to do a podcast for a long time. I used to do one, mm-hmm. um, and um, before you did stand up, mm-hmm. yeah, it was a uh, video game mm-hmm. gaming podcast. It's just uh, if you were going to pick the comedian out of the group, you would have known it would have been me because. They would talk about like, well, this is Xbox, this is Nintendo. Basically, they're reading news that you could do yourself, and I didn't think that was fun. No, it's not that interesting. So I'll start talking about ridiculous things and just, right. you know, and they're like, oh, well, I want to cut this out, I want to cut this, this thing where you did this, and I'm no, like. No, podcasts shouldn't be edited. Podcasts should just be long form, bullshitting. Well, I, like I said, I, I like, edit. Like what you're doing. I edit the one I do, and it's only because... Uh, some of it just might just be us just chit chatting about whatever, but I leave it running just in case there's that. Yeah, I mean, I do editing at the beginning, yeah, and, and I edit clips to promote it, but the conversation itself is pretty long form. Yeah, um, and I might like I might edit out like, um, oh, somebody you get a phone call, and there'll be silence. Well, I'll cut that. You know, no nothing. You don't miss anything, but uh, I like to keep all that extra stuff. Yeah. You know, on the computer. Just in case one day it's like, well, we got nothing. Yeah. Why don't we why don't we share the hour of where we tried to come up with podcast names using a generator? Mm-hmm. Like we could have been Austrian Thunderscalp. That was one. <laughs> That's pretty funny. The one that made me laugh, because we literally pulled up a name generator and it would be like body part. Pick all this. And it came up with the name Stick Donkey. The Stick Donkeys. I think it was a band generator, mm-hmm. and we're like, "That sounds so racist." Yeah, <laughs> but it's just it's funny stuff, mm-hmm. and um, actually, the uh, the uh, the the only one that stuck because we had like twenty or thirty, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, I'm depressed. <laughs> this is depressing, and yeah. then I was like, "What about dressed to depress?" And he's like, "I like it." And I'm like, cool. And there's a dress to depress, T-O, like, dot com. And I'm like, well, let's change it to dressed number two depressed because uh-huh. there's two of us. Uh-huh. And I'm not going to lie. It's kind of funny because the abbreviation of the podcast is D2DP. And that <laughs> makes me laugh. So we're the dress to depress podcast. D to DP. Huh. Down to DP. Yeah. Yeah, that podcast. <laughs> What's that rated? G? Uh, uh, no, yes, it, no, it is only um, Old Testament stuff. No, it's hellfire and terrible. Um, well, let me at least tell you this: uh, I literally do not have a potty mouth. Like, if you take me around anybody Strange. on Surprising. stage, I have terrible potty mouth. Right. If you bring me around your your family, your girlfriend, I will be hundred percent gentleman uh-huh. all the time. Yeah. But when I get up on stage, I'm just like, blah, 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 shit. Blah, 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 blah. Uh-huh. And um, I've been trying to do clean comedy, which has not worked. 
the things that happen to me, I can't. I have a joke about a stripper's b-hole. How do I clean that up? Stripper showed me her. <laughs> it still doesn't work. So, but yeah, I don't get it. When I, I will literally if you say. Try, yeah. Um, yeah, I think uh, the cleaner stuff seems to me to be more observational. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little difficult. It's, yeah, it's like quirky stuff. You know, Jerry Seinfeld was the, uh, probably the most famous observational comic there ever was. Um, and that book right there is every joke he's ever written. And, uh, if you read through that, man, a lot of it's every joke he's written in this book. Oh yeah. That was his, uh, yeah. If you, if you look at this one, uh, (laughs) I can't, like he needs a promotion here, but yeah. Is this anything by Jerry Seinfeld? If you're on audio, I'm holding this up, but yeah, he came out with this. So yeah, if you go through, he's got it sectioned off by like, Oh wow. Uh, by decade. Oh, that's so. That's a cool yeah, it format. goes from like yeah. the seventies uh, to um, through to the two thousands. And wow. uh, yeah, that is neat. I mean, that's a little uh, I don't know grandiose to p- put out every material like as a book. But uh, well, that's. I, <laughs> but I, I love having it. It's a great coffee table book. You can pick that up and read it. Absolutely. But the jokes in there, dude. I mean, he talks about everything. He talks about everything from like, dogs to. Um, you know, airline food, to, like ambulances, like every little thing you could think of. And um, it's fun too. Have you, are you a Seinfeld fan? I do like, I like the show. I haven't seen a whole, whole lot of his standup. Mm-hmm. You know, like you showed me some, I need to get around to checking it out. Cause you if said you he want, has Netflix. He does. Don't watch his newest Netflix special. If no. you want to watch uh, Jerry Seinfeld standup, watch, I'm telling you for the last time. It was before he retired all of his old material that got him famous. And it was like the whole idea of it was um, he's never telling these jokes again. And um, it was his act, which was so polished and so great. And um, it came out in, I think, the early 2000s, if not late 90s, like right after his show ended. And um, that is one of the best hours of stand-up I've ever seen. And it's clean. And it's um, it's a little edgy in places, but uh, observationally great. The cool part, too, about clean is it doesn't have to be, like, lame. It's still funny as hell in terms of, like, being a little bit mean and edgy. Like, he kind of has this persona, Jerry does, of, like, kind of being a dick and selfish. And, like, he makes it from that perspective. And um, his comedic character is interesting like that. Um, and if have you seen the show Seinfeld? Oh, who hasn't? Right. It just hit Netflix, didn't it? Right, exactly. So, yeah, everybody should watch it again. I mean, it's it's amazing. It's my favorite show ever. Like, I got Seinfeld stuff. Yeah. But um, Oh, I just saw, I just noticed that yeah, was Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a right framed on, right picture. On. It's the Rolling Stone Wizard magazine cover framed with the characters dressed as Wizard of Oz. But, um, but yeah, dude, the Seinfeld characters are dicks. They're they like, really are. They yeah, are selfish. They are... Uh, you know, good stuff happens to them. Bad stuff happens to them. Um, you know, they're all kind of neurotic. There's not a lot of lovey-dovey stuff in there. There's not a lot of lessons to be learned. Their their motto was no hugging, no learning. Like, through the show. So there's not a lot of mushy stuff. There's not a lot of relationship stuff. It's straight-up comedy. And Larry David held true to that. And what was funny was funny. And, you know, George, very... Uh, very selfish, very neurotic, very insecure, kind of a lovable loser type guy. 
Jerry, kind of a snarky, selfish guy, like dates women for, you know, he he broke up with a woman because he thought she had fake breasts. Like, yeah. He's like, he, he says, or, I don't mind or, a woman with a phony personality, but I got to draw the line somewhere. The one, uh, the one where he, didn't he break up with a woman because she wouldn't wear clothes? Like she was a nudist? Um, yeah, there was one episode. Yeah. Well, I don't know if he broke up with her because of it. But I think he got to be too much. There was like good naked and bad naked. Oh yeah, yeah. So then he tried to be naked in front of her, and she's it like, got what she's doing? Like, yeah. But anyway, oh, good show. I think comedy with that angle is is great. Like comedy that's a little mean, like uh, like Always Sunny. Those characters are assholes too. That's what I've and heard. They get themselves into trouble, and things don't end up working out for them. So like, it's kind of a signal. Like, no, don't be like that. You know. And especially the finale of Seinfeld, if you watch what happens to him at the mm-hmm. end, uh, they go to prison. They do. So there's judgment passed on this type of way of living, but it's still hilarious. Do you think they're ever going to do another episode where they get out of jail? They did a reunion episode already, actually. Did they? Through Curb Your Enthusiasm. If you've ever seen, have you ever seen that show? I have not. I'm such a bad Curb is TV great. watcher. No, that's cool, man. Curb is unbelievable, but they did... Uh, kind of a reunion episode where like in curb it's larry david as himself oh i remember that yeah, in Hollywood. yeah yeah so this the premise of the episode was they're getting everybody back to do a reunion episode so it was like a reunion episode within the curb universe so they could do stuff without it being like what larry and jerry would have hated i think which is a traditional friends reunion like the friends reunion God, right right fucking stupid <laughs> I hate friends, but uh, see, now I love that show. But you do, I do, I do. Okay, well, I just think less of you now, so don't worry. Oh, well, it's okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I so gave does Brad... my family. What's no, the I'm... big deal? No. <laughs> no, I gave Brad Deaton a hard time because he likes The Big Bang Theory. I used to like it, yeah. and then it just kind of got like, okay, this is this shtick got a little old. Um, yeah, don't like it. No. But whatever, no, I don't care. I'm seriously don't care to each his own. But uh, uh, well, like Seinfeld was interesting to me because I watched it. You know, since I didn't realize, you just don't realize how long that show was on the air. Nine years, it, and it started what in the it started 80s? like eighty nine, eighty eight or eighty nine. I don't recall it being that old. That's what's crazy. Yeah, because it didn't get big until about season four, season five, um, and think. God, NBC like let it stay on the air because it had a small audience. It was a niche show. It didn't catch on in the mainstream until. Well, like I, I went to, uh, I think I went to a bakery mm-hmm. not long ago, and they had the the half chocolate, half vanilla cookies. Yeah, and I'm black like, and white cookies. Those are the Seinfeld cookies yeah, that I to tell yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. I don't think anybody dislikes that show. Yeah, he's like, yeah. At least somebody goes, I like this one episode. Somehow racial harmony eludes us. Yeah. If we could only look to the cookie, all our racial problems should be solved. We could, Yeah, people should watch that nowadays. There's there's a lot of racial conflicts nowadays. Oh, I couldn't. He, nah. he has the black and white cookie, and he holds it up, and there's a black guy who's like also holding the cookie. He's like, yep. Like, yeah. And I, I I was like, that's that Seinfeld cookie. I want that. Yeah, dude. But I got diabetes. Not fair. <laughs> Not fair at all. What a buzzkill. <laughs> yeah, what a buzzkill. You can get a sugar-free black and white cookie. No. Can you, have those? can you eat sugar-free cookies? I can eat sugar-free cookies. I don't want to. 
Those taste they like, suck. They taste like crap. Yeah. Yeah, well, you're good with these, though, right? Coke Zero? Yeah. I didn't know you were diabetic. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's not so bad. It's just, uh, man, everything, like, uh, everything good has sugar in it. And then they're like, yeah. oh, well, try sugar-free. But this is worse. Yeah. And I'm like, my pancreas was just like, Chris, go fuck yourself. And... Did you have it control. as a kid, or did you get no. it later in life? I got it later. Um, type one or type two? Type two. Um, okay. So you know, um, can you unwind type two some? Yeah, you can. By like lifestyle? Yeah, diet change. And I mean, I, I've been doing good. Believe it or not, um, I had for my size, I was very heavy. Um, mm-hmm. I was pushing like one ninety. And how tall are you? Um, God, if I'm lucky, five three. Maybe oh, maybe five four if my spike my hair up maybe, and um, so and, yeah, so one ninety is pretty. That's that's pretty thick for that. Yeah, honey. but it, I, I weighed myself the other day. Um, uh, I I weigh like one fifty five. I'm almost back at high school Hell weight. Yeah, congrats, dude. You know how you do what, that? How stress, 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 <laughs> stress, and yeah. No, I have no idea. I have not like changed my diet. I don't know. Maybe everybody- I got a strategy for you if you want to try it. What's that? So I, I tell this to a lot of people. I don't think I've talked about this on the podcast yet, but if you look up a guy named Cole Robinson on YouTube, maybe I have talked about this before. Hopefully not. If anybody's been listening, it's been a while. Cole Robinson, he has this diet called the snake diet. And I would probably check with your doctor because in case right. it's whatever, but it's, it's just aggressive, prolonged fasting. Oh so my God. Don't eat. So the way you start is you do a 48-hour fast. You just don't eat for 48 hours. And uh, that's a long time for most people. Like, if I, I, I've told girls this before. Like, um, you know, I don't work out ever. And I stay the same weight, generally. Well, people are saying I start to get a little bit. But, um, yeah, if you could do a 48-hour fast. Like, let's say you had a goal weight. Like you said, you were back to where, the weight you were in high school. Close. Yeah. So a lot of people want to get back to a weight they, they remember being. So if you have that um, goal in mind, you set the goal and then um, you just watch the scale. You do a 48-hour fast. Your body will be in ketosis after 48 hours. Uh, and ketosis, most people know what that is now, but if you don't know, it's it's just when your body runs out of sugar. Right. And it has to continue to feed itself somehow. Right. So your body will automatically start eating itself it'll start eating fat first and that's what i didn't know i always thought that if you didn't eat for too long your body would start eating muscle first it's not necessarily the case if you have fat on your torso so if you have like there's there's a subcutaneous fat that's like closer to the surface of your skin and then there's uh we know cutaneous subcutaneous i think subcutaneous underneath is what's like on your torso. And that's what like if if you have like a big beer gut or a lot of people have that, um, it'll start eating at that first and it'll preserve it's, it's muscle sparing. So you eat fast 48 hours, then you when you refeed, you'll eat like meat and vegetables, something that doesn't have sugar in it. And then you do another 48 or push yourself to 72, 72 hours of not eating feed and you just repeat that until you're down to your goal weight um, and to assist yourself with those longer fasting periods the only thing you need to drink is this thing that you can make at home and it's called snake juice 
That's what he calls it. Oh, boy. That's why they call it the snake diet. Because a snake only eats, you know, they'll eat like a mouse or like something, and then they won't eat for days, right? So that's the idea. But the snake juice is um, a mixture of electrolytes. And it's what they put in Gatorade. It's it's like you could also buy Gatorade Zero or Powerade Zero. Right. All it has is electrolytes. Those and are pretty everything good. else is water. So um, what that does is electrolytes prevent you from getting lightheaded. Uh, because if you're not eating anything, you'll start to get lightheaded. So um, you can mix salts, potassium, and magnesium. Um, I think I got those ingredients right. It's been a while since I've made this because I just fast on my own now. But, um, but yeah, and you mix it up into a water bottle and you just sip on that while you're fasting. And it makes fasting super easy because you don't feel lightheaded. Once you're over the mental hurdle of that first 48 hours, you can fast for days. And uh, actually, I like to cite this statistic. Do you know what the longest, guess how long the longest medically supervised fast is? Guess how long the longest anybody's gone without food? A month and a half. Um, 370 days. It was over a year. Whoa. This dude was fat as hell, dude. Super fat. There's a paper on it. You can look it up. I think it was in the 70s or 80s. And this dude, (laughs) this dude fasted in the hospital. He was connected to IV fluids, which by the way, IV fluids, that's all that snake juice is. It's just electrolytes. It's salt water. Right. And that's what you drink. Highly diluted. And he, he had IVs, and then as he lost weight, I don't know how heavy he was. He was several hundred pounds at least. Yeah. But his body was in just raging ketosis, just eating the fat off of himself. And uh, he had nothing but black coffee, IV fluids, and was just monitored by medical medical professionals. And that that's how long. So he, he kicked Jesus' ass. I mean, Jesus did a 40-day, and that was pretty. Wow. But Jesus wasn't fat. So. No, but I mean, like. If you're skinny, it's hard to fast that long. Did, do you know if he eats food now? I don't know. I mean. I'm sure he does. I yeah. can't imagine, like. Well, I'm, once you get to your goal weight, then you just watch the scale. And then if you ever go up, you just say, okay, I'm just going to fast for 48 hours. It's no big deal. I know mentally I can do it. I'll be back down to where I need to be. That's all I do. That's all I've done for the last three years. And when you fast, your body, your body probably hates you, but it also like stays on its toes because it's like shit. Your body thinks you're like, thinks you're like kind of like a caveman. Like, well, this guy eats, and then he's not eating for a while, so we're gonna have to keep ourselves vigilant. Right. We're gonna have to break shit down, and when we do get food, we're gonna have to rebuild efficiently. So that's so much better than just eating a lot all the time and just keeping your body lazy and just your cells get lazy. And it's like, right. So it's good for anti-aging. It's good for, so yeah. So if I do this, I can look 25 again. Uh, it, it might help. It might help. Might help with this. I am. <laughs> well, it'll, it, I mean, I don't know. It'll, it'll, uh, I don't know. I don't know what the long-term effects are, but, uh, that's definitely I interesting. It's good. I love fasting, dude. I you think love the it? reason, oh yeah, I think the reason it hasn't caught on is because there's nothing to sell. There's nobody to make money off of it except the people that drink coffee. Well, yeah, but coffee's. I, I mean, I drink black coffee. It's so cheap. Like water and ingredients from the grocery store. That's why I like Cole Robinson because he has some marketing stuff now, but he's a minimalist and like he was not trying to make money off this. Like 
he's like, buy this from the grocery store, do it yourself. He trains people, but he's like, you know, he's basically saying Americans are effing lazy and, and doctors are, don't get me wrong. Doctors are brilliant. You should listen to your doctors, but a lot of them have kind of accepted the status quo of like certain biomarkers of like, you know, you're this age, this shit is expected to happen to you at this age. You know, you diagnosed with type two diabetes. You're basically going to have that. There's no way to reverse it. He's got people that have reversed type two diabetes. Yeah, I've heard about that. That is true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you can't reverse type one, but type two, you know. So hey man, yeah, you should try. Yeah, sorry, I'm, you could no, you, no, could, you no, could tell no, I flipped on a switch no, there because yeah. I got really into that. Somebody's for a while. passionate, yeah. Oh yeah. Well, see, no, sorry, I'll, I talk so long. No, 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 no. You talk all you want. This is your podcast. <laughs> I'm gonna do that. Then I'm gonna be jacked. Should I'm just, dude? yeah, I'm just gonna be ripped, dude. I'll do it with you, man. Cool. Because I do. Um, I only eat once a day now. Um, like I haven't eaten anything today. Um, then what is it? Five o'clock, almost six. Yeah, almost six. Yeah. So. Um, these are Coke zeros, so not the greatest, but the thing I like about it is, uh, and this is bad. I should eat healthier, but I eat poorly, more poorly than I should, but because I don't eat frequently, the weight stays it's off. not as bad, right? Yeah. And if I get, if I go real out of whack, I will start to put on weight, but I can always go back to a fast and then, but some people hear that and they're like, you're crazy. Like they think, oh, you know, that's eating disorders. There's a difference, I think, between managing a fasting lifestyle right. versus like, yeah. The bigger problem is people being way overweight. Yeah, I mean, it's just I've I've seen stuff like that, uh, but uh, you know, because like it, a lot of people just either they eat to deal with things, and yeah. that's kind of a bummer too. Oh yeah, dude. I think anything where you. Uh, overindulge and I, I will overindulge I'll eat a shit ton but but yeah if you're doing it to cope for something like did you drink uh rarely rarely okay I, good deal I, I used to drink all the time like when we first got that bar I would go uh-huh. in there and be like we're gonna be here an hour let's see how drunk I can get yeah. boy that game gets old yeah and um if you ever if you ever think you drink too much go to a bar and look at other people and that'll make you Yeah, dude. Going to drinking. bars makes me sad sometimes when you see it folks can. that are there who are just not talking to a lot of people and just, you know, passing the time. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Well, yeah, it's a bummer because, like, uh, that, don't worry, there's good people. I miss them. No, they miss, are good people. I just feel sad about yeah, it. Yeah, well, like, some people, like, when we, we told them, like, we were closing the bars, like, I don't know what these two are going to do because these two would – this was their everyday routine. And don't worry, they didn't come in there and get trashed. They come in there, chit-chatted with their buddies. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of a bummer. But, yeah, I've seen uh, some people, and it's like, you know, and the thing about having a bar is uh, you can get in trouble if you overserve somebody. Like, say, you drink too much at a bar, and you go yeah, have an you accident. Liable? Right, which I I don't know how to feel about that because I don't think it's right that you can go to the liquor store and buy every bottle of liquor in there, and that's right. not a problem. But, um, you know, you don't want people to get hurt or anything. Um, yeah. And um, so it, I kind of got off topic a little no, bit. No, but, but alcohol, um, I think, you know, can be mm-hmm. – it gets a lot of people, dude. It does. It, it was going to get me, uh, I think. 
I just didn't have any alternative that was healthy that like there was no end in sight um that was like making me happy <laughs> alcohol didn't make me happy but it was like oh well shit weekends here might as well you know and then like you know i like sports so watch some sports that's good and but i didn't have anything else to like light like me light up or anything yeah um, well those, there was glimpses of things that i've but in my 20s but uh yeah dude um you know my job is great but it's not something that fulfills me meaningful meaningfully right all the time so uh yeah dude i mean there's a lot of people i think that alcohol just creeps up on you and uh yeah you don't watch it the the main reason i drank more was um depression Mm. i suffer from serious depression uh yeah I guess it just kind of comes with the territory when you're, when you have a disability, um, like uh, I think for like a solid two years, I did absolutely nothing. Right. Um, so you have cerebral palsy. I do. Yes. Is that diagnosed from birth? Yes. Um, the the best I can figure it. Um, it's, this is an interesting story. Uh, but um, when I was born, I was born two months early. Let's okay. see. Yeah, I was born two months early. And um, from what I was told, they told my mom when, you know, she was in the hospital, they said, you got 50-50. It's either you or your baby. You're not, both of you is not going to make it. Mm-hmm. And she said, well, you know, I want my baby. Mm-hmm. You know, and... uh it's like um, they gave her something that they weren't supposed to. Mm-hmm. And I was there like, I don't know, 20 minutes later. So you, so that was an error? Well, what they gave that's her? That's the thing. They weren't, I don't know. They you, weren't supposed that to. That induced her delivering you? Yeah. Um, and so I went, had they not done that, you might have stayed in her womb for longer? I don't know. That's the crazy thing. It was just kind of like, do you want to be alive or do you want your baby? You know, that was, uh, mm-hmm. that's tough. And uh, mm-hmm. when I was born, um, the best I can, well, from what I have been told is I come out flatline dead and they just, and here I am today. So technically you, you came out and you were flatline. They had to resuscitate you. Yeah. Like I'm not even supposed to be here right now, which is kind of cool. You think about that a lot? I do. Uh, I don't know how to think about things. Uh, I don't. I don't want to bring your podcast down or nothing. No, please. Like, I, I'm uh, very interested in what you're about to say. It's uh, well, it's tough. Like um, from from the best of my understanding is I didn't get enough oxygen to my brain, mm-hmm. and it affects uh, you know, my motor skills. Uh, like I'm, uh, I'm not. Uh, I don't use terms like this. I'm not slow or. Cognitively, uh, you do not seem right. like you have any impairments. Right. Uh, I mean, I'm an Your idiot. I'm funny. an idiot, but that's just because. I mean, the Whitney I'm an idiot. tissue idea. Is a, <laughs> yeah, that you was, might have something wrong with your brain. Might have just. I hope. I hope. I'm just kidding. Well, what I'm am I? Kidding. What am I here for? If I'm perfectly fine, <laughs> you know what I mean? What are we doing right now? I mean, what are we? Do- yeah. What are we? Doing? What are we doing? Adam, help! Adam, what are we doing? We yeah. All, yeah. And uh, so it's just like. Um, and that's kind of how that happened. And uh, 
I'll be honest with you, if you want to talk about stuff like this, uh, I didn't even know I had cerebral palsy until I was about 11 years old. Um, I just went to the doctor, got those like, I, I got these uh, sweet, sweet neon glow-in-the-dark casts mm -hmm. from like here to here. Mm -hmm. And when I was like in the fifth grade, mm -hmm. and um, it was funny because I don't want to call them out, but all my dad's pothead friends would come over. And they would draw on my cast. Yeah. They'd be stoned and I'm a Ninja Turtle. Uh -huh. I'm the only fifth grader with a pot leaf uh -huh. on the side of his cast. I got you. And, um, yeah, that was interesting. And hold on, I, I don't want to lose my train of thought with that. Oh, here you go. And I, I've always wanted a pair of Chuck Taylors. Even at 37 years old. What are I, Chuck Taylors? I'm an idiot. I, I'm blank. The All-Stars, the... The, the, the shoes? The black, the red, yeah, and they lace up. They look like the old 50 shoes. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Um, but I wanted a pair of those. I've had one pair. Mm -hmm. And I, I, because I got these casts, I don't, because of my cerebral palsy, I don't have balance. Right. As you can see, like if you go to the radio room, Adam literally helps me up on the stage because I can't get over that yeah. step. Yeah. I don't give a shit about being funny. I'm like, I don't want to fall off the step. Yeah. That's my biggest hurdle in comedy. Yeah, steps getting on the stage yeah. right like like I, I wanted to be a power ranger as a kid well shit's going on upstairs <laughs> i'll take care of things down here i'm gonna go sit down have a snack uh so anyway um i don't i don't do they wouldn't give me crutches because i have no balance uh -huh. so they're like go get some shoes lop the ends off of them i was like oh. my mom and dad were like cool so I go to Kmart. Remember those? Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. I remember Kmart. Go to Kmart, and I get these white Chuck Taylors. They had the Joker, the like 1950s Joker from Batman. Nice. All over them, right? Nice. Then we got to take these big-ass scissors uh -huh. and lop the ends off so I can put them on over my cast. Uh -huh. We got those shoes for like $25. Nice. Look them up today. Okay. They, I think... I want to say one time I looked them up, they're like six hundred dollars. Wow! Yeah, and so we you had still to, got those shoes. Hell no! But they'd be pointless if I did. Oh yeah, they'd be because we long. just literally lopped off the end. Yeah. Um. That that's my funny shoe story. Okay. Um. Yeah. The the thing about having like don't get me wrong, I don't have it as bad as some people. So cerebral palsy. Yeah. Uh, have you seen Breaking Bad? Yeah. That the son. He that Walt guy Jr., actually has. He has it. Yeah, and that's not uh I don't think that's part of the show. He literally does. He literally does have it as an actor. Yeah. Yeah. In real life. And uh he walks with crutches. Right. He actually learns to drive in the show. That's which, interesting. Which is interesting. I kind of wonder if if that's something that uh you could work towards cuz I know right now they say that the motor skills are not maybe the reaction. Yeah. But um but yeah, in that show and he cognitively has a little something. Yeah. A little bit. Um, I'm not aware. I don't think I do. No, um, I don't think you do either. But at uh, all. Like if I'm comparing, that's the only that's sad I don't know anybody else, but that's the only example I have mm -hmm. in my head of somebody who's been diagnosed with that. Well, it's like um like I, I tell jokes, like uh, I have a joke where it starts out with like somebody come up to me in Walmart and goes, Hey, what's wrong with you? Mm -hmm. That's actually happened to me a couple of times. Mm -hmm. And it's really strange because it's like, can you see something? Like, I don't notice it because I'm used to it. 
And I've actually had surgery on a leg to correct a, a dragging mm-hmm. because the, the part that, that lifts like this stopped working. Mm. So they had to take it and replace it and all. And it's like an 80% improvement. I don't mm-hmm. trip up and fall as much as I used to. Nice. Which, yeah, that's always good. Because I used to fall like a motherfucker. <laughs> like, yeah, you, yeah, you think I eat a lot of ass. I eat a lot of dirt. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And, uh. But anyway, uh, yeah, so I had that. and But people would come up to me and go, what is wrong with you? And I'm like, nothing. I don't, well, you got to be specific. Mm-hmm. And uh, it got to the point where what, I... What, what were they commenting on? Uh, I don't know. That, was it the maybe walking? Uh, some people were like that. I've well, had people ask me. Uh, I've literally had people go, what is wrong with you? And I'm like, well, that's kind of rude. Yeah, it is rude. And I'm sitting there like, if I got it like tattooed on my forehead... Uh, the the joke I made about the woman talking to me really slowly that happened, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, and I'm just I don't know. I've had people ask me why do you walk funny? Uh, does your penis work? That's an interesting one. It does. It does. <laughs> um, I've heard enough of your material. There. Right. It's got a bend in it, but that's my fault. <laughs> that's my fault. Uh, but. Uh, <laughs> It, it's just weird, and um, it's like I, I went to uh, Shriners Hospital mm-hmm. for 16 years. Uh, I'm a big advocate for Shriners. Shriners for kids are over here. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, and um, it's funny to me now because I would always buy those pecan logs that they sell, and now I'm a diabetic. See, this vicious circle, it never stops. Mm-hmm. But um, I went to Shriners for like 16 years, and I saw a little girl in, in those uh, arm crutches. Uh-huh. That's the first time I've ever got up and walked out of the hospital. Or the, it's a Shriner's place. And they're like, why are you leaving? I'm like, I don't need to be here. This little girl needs your help more than I do. And they're yeah. like, no, no, you should stay. You you do have things you need to take care of. And it's just, it's a weird thing to deal with sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, there's days I literally forget about it. Mm-hmm. And then there's days that it won't let me. Sure. Like, uh, I can I can go wash dishes and I have to lay down when I get done mm-hmm. because apparently people with CP use five more, five times more energy doing random tasks. Like, dude, doing stand up will tire me out. Mm-hmm. I've actually been carrying a cane around. Uh, I don't need it so much today, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's rough. And man, I I feel bad for, I hate to say things like this, but I feel bad for my mom. Why? Just, well, you know, you. Like, um, I, I don't make enough to live on my own. And, like, you know, God bless her. My mom will give me rides to, like, uh, the comedy shows because she does support what I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I won't. I, I don't want her to come watch it because if anybody yells at me, my mom will get up and punch him in the face. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, but, um, like, uh, I feel bad sometimes. Cause it's like, you know, when you when you grow up, you move out, and, you know, your parents get to be old people and, and do married things and, I, I, I kind of hate, like, I kind of feel... You don't want to be a burden? I feel like one sometimes. And that's a terrible way to think. Uh, I don't wish anybody to think that way. But uh, sometimes, yeah, I feel like a burden. And um, it can be tough sometimes, like, because there's just some things that I cannot do. Mm-hmm. And it's sometimes things are, like, like simple things. Mm-hmm. And, um... Well... It, yeah. Um... I'll tell you though the uh, 
I think of all the comics, like the newer comics, um, you easily are the most uh, like I want. I'm going to say loving, <laughs> which is a weird word to say in comedy. Supportive, friendly, I try. You know, um, and uh, you seem like you're um, in a very much better place than some of the things you're describing right um now since you started stand up so i would and and in regards to being a burden i think uh i mean it's maybe natural to think that way but I, i think certain things are what they are and also there's nothing that i can think of more of taking control of your own life than than going on stage and doing stand up. Yeah. Like if you can do that, you can basically do anything. I mean, that's horrifying on so many levels to virtually any person you'd ever talk to. Um I agree. So you are in a place now and on a trajectory now where I'm not saying like I like I would never say of any of us that we're going to, you know, blow up and be famous or anything, but the act of stand up itself is that's not insignificant that you're doing that. And uh, no, so I, I think it's, it's, it's awesome. And I think it opens up so much. Um, it opens up your world when you start, like, especially you love it, right? Uh, most, days. Um, most days. Well, I'll tell you, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'll be completely honest with you. Um, I don't have a lot going on in my life. Unfortunately, uh, you know, not been at work and things like that. Like my body literally can't handle like manual labor. Uh, just so like the only thing I have in my life right now is stand up comedy. Yeah. And, I got a lot uh, of free time too. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, like if it wasn't for this, mm-hmm. I might not be here. And I don't mean that in the way it sounds like I had just kind of given up on life, you know? Yeah. And I'm just like, happiness is not something you can find. And, uh, I but, should laugh at that. no, no, no. I agree though, dude. Yeah. But doing this and it's like, you know, and, and there's days I, I hate doing this because it's like, I'm no good at this. Uh, or you get nervous. Or you or... get nervous. And the, the crazy thing is I used to get so nervous. I'm like, I would go sign up at, at, uh, comedy zone and then go, what the fuck? I'm not going. Mm-hmm. And that would be like eight seconds after I hit. Okay. And I'm like, yeah. why did I do this? Right. And then, but now it's like, I don't have a fear of getting on stage anymore, mm-hmm. which is unreal because I would, in a million years, I would tell you, ain't no way in hell I'd do this. I dreaded doing it once or twice. Now yeah. I'm pushing 30 something. And yeah, it's, you know, what's cool is that, uh, you've been on stage and made people laugh. Right. That's a joy and an experience that so many people who don't have your limitations will never experience. Right. Yeah. You know that? Yeah. And it, it blows my mind when. And when, I'm not saying to diminish oh, no, no. the it, bad shit you have to overcome, mm-hmm. but that's true, dude. Yeah. There's well, some people who are too much of a pussy to ever do it. Well, the cool thing is, like, because uh, I like to be positive and go, because somebody will go, hey, you, uh, I want to do stand-up. I'll go, you go do stand-up. But then I'll go, hold up. It's not easy, and it's quite stressful. I'm not going to lie. 
because mm-hmm. it is it's hard work mm-hmm. uh, i've heard a couple comedians tell me they get so nervous and i'm like you're kidding you of all people you know but it happens like everybody gets nervous famous people get nervous they do i've seen enough documentaries and interviews dude yeah it never, yeah but it's not as bad like um you you could be like chris let's go do stand up outside back like, yeah okay cool yeah, and before do a little tonight. Yeah, Ooh. we'll see yeah. how that goes. It's gonna be rough. Oh yeah, gonna. Well, no, hopefully, hopefully there's a big crowd. Yeah. But. Well, I heard they have good food. There's always that. They do. But um, yeah, and I mean, like, it's just, and I'm so back and forth with comedy because I'm not used to to good things happening. So I'm like, when's this gonna go bad? You want to pinch yourself sometimes. Sometimes, dude, I feel the same way. Yeah, I feel the same way. Sometimes I feel like I'm dreaming and like. Stand up isn't actually a thing, and mm-hmm. like it seems surreal. Because what is it? It's just talking into a mic to people. Well, it's freaking weird, dude. It's that Robin Williams quote that I would butcher if I tried. No, but try it, it was basically. Um, it's kind of like that one where he says, "What is it like? Check on your happy friends because they're the ones that usually feel the worst." Yeah. Being depressed, I don't want like. I'm the kind of person, and this is just how I was raised. Like, we could go somewhere, and I could get shot in the leg, and you could trip and fall and hurt your knee, and I'd be like, man, are you okay? Mm-hmm. When I'm the one that's, you know, worse off. But I don't like people to feel the way I feel. Right. So that's why I go over the top and, yeah, you know, try to make people laugh. And it just I just don't want people to feel bad because I know how that feels. Right. And, um, like, am I the best at it? No. Am I the worst at it? I don't believe so. No. Um, you know. Um, no, dude, you're you're funny. Oh, thank you. And uh, yeah. yeah, I just it's it's interesting. And but I'll go up there and they'll go, Chris, you killed. And I'm like, I ain't never doing this again. I'll see you tomorrow. Because yeah. that's just no, that's, that's just how, my that's mindset. How it is. That's how it is, dude. Yeah, it's so weird. Um, it's like a cycle. It's like a process. It's never ending. Um, like I had a really rough weekend. I had some, uh, I don't know, this girl drama kind of mess with Not me. you. No, dude. This, I don't mean to be good on this girl, <laughs> but uh, this girl made me feel bad. and uh, That sucks. <laughs> yeah, but anyway. But it was like, uh, and I went to work on Monday, and I was like, dude, I feel like shit. Like, I do not want to do anything. Mm-hmm. Um not depression totally, but just like you have those days like that. It's one of the reasons I like to put this out on Monday. Cause it's like a Monday pick me up, hopefully for anybody who cares to listen. But like, yeah, there's days where you just like are, are spinning your wheels. And I think that's what it is. I think, uh, you're not moving forward. And then like the longer you stay in bed, the longer you just don't do anything, the worse it gets. And then my day started to kind of brighten up when I got to, uh, I did a podcast interview with Hayden yesterday. Right. And uh, and then went to Coffee Underground. Didn't even have material prepared. How'd it go? Great. Yeah, they've been real good the last few great. weeks. Oh, yeah. And they were forgiving. I don't know how funny any of it was. I just riffed on a couple of things that I that happened to me. Um, and it, that, that was insignificant. But, but just getting on stage and being around people. And like I was I was like, okay. It's, it's Today weird. Today was night and day different. It um, it balances 
it balances yeah. me. Um, and I don't. This may not be the same for everybody. Maybe you have to have like a creative wiring or whatever. But um, like for other people, maybe working out is their thing, and they don't feel themselves until they get their morning run in or they get their lift in. For 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 me and and hopefully, like I think for you too, like a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Does it Cause I'll, help I'll, your depression? And kind yeah. Of, well, there'll be days like um, there'll be day if I'm not feeling it. I won't go because I don't believe in going and phoning it half ass and phoning it in. But then there'll be days where I'll be because right now I'm on a writer's block. I think I've wrote two jokes in a month. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get past that. But I'll write something down and go, this is funny. I want to go do this. What? It's Tuesday and it's like it's four in the morning. Yeah. Ah, there's got to be somewhere I go tell this joke. Because right. there's been times where I go out like um, – uh, what was it? Uh, it was one of my recent outings, and I'm just like, it sucks. And everybody's like, Chris, that was awesome. And I'm like, really? You know? And it, it, that's the cool part. Like, it, and, and sometimes I'm happy if somebody just comes up and goes, hey, man, I like that. Especially mm-hmm. if I don't know them. Mm-hmm. It makes me feel good when people I do know do yeah. it. You know, because it's like, the thing is about other comedians that I realized at first is, most of them aren't really giving you 110% because they're thinking about what they're going to be doing or whatever. Hundred, Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, That's what's hard about a comic room. Is Yeah, if you can make a comedian laugh, you're good. Most like thinking about what am I going to say. It's very selfish in a way. <laughs> it's inevitable. I think that, you know. Well, I, I I'm had, more worried about my shit, especially at Comedy Zone. Oh, boy, that's bright. That's the thing. Uh, I got hit with the, the lights the other week because uh, they had uh, – Stan Stanley, which he's a funny dude. Mm-hmm. I like Mr. Stan. He's very nice. They had the lights jacked up to 100. Like, it was like, fuck, the sun is three feet away. Yeah. And all I could see was a big white blur. Mm-hmm. How am I supposed to see this? Right. You know, and right. then they play me off. Jalen didn't even give me a song. I could karaoke, you know. But, uh, yeah, and it's just, but it's 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 such an interesting thing doing comedy, like, I'm not even, I'm not supposed to be here yeah. doing this. And yeah. now it's like. And now you're a bright light that people are like wondering about. I hope so. I, I hope so. At least, you know, at least new bulb change light. At least, you know. No, I think at the very least people, I think the worst reaction could be like, okay. Like your grandma, like you're not going to do good. They might think yeah. like I have people in my life that I'm sure are like, David's a freaking idiot, but I don't care anymore. But the, but they they might think okay well that could be cringy, maybe he's delusional maybe Chris is delusional right. maybe this is all fucking nuts. But I kind of wish I had something like that, where I had as much fun doing something that crazy. A lot of people don't have anything. Yeah, well, this is so Bill, interesting. Bill Burr told really quick. No, go ahead. This reminded Bill Burr told a story, and I listened to this on YouTube. Um, uh, the title of the video is "You Never Lose When You're Chasing a Dream," and I saw that. you saw that, yeah, or I saw that quote rather. Mm-hmm. And the story he tells, Bill Burr is saying he's talking about when he was in New York and he was not established yet as a comic. He was doing mics and maybe random book gigs, I think, at this point. And he said um, he was dating a girl at the time, and he got home, and he was doing this little dance in the kitchen. And he was excited because he had gone through this period where he wasn't coming up with new jokes. And he was like, oh, I got this new little bit. And it's working. And uh, he had just finished a gig where he made $8. And uh, 
his girlfriend was laughing and then she kind of had a sad look on her face. He said, what's wrong? And she, she said, I wish I had a job where I only got paid $8 and I came home and have the look on your face that you have right now. And he was like, that's what it is. You know, that's like, I get that. Yeah. And no, not a lot of people do. Not a lot of people understand it. Cause like you, you gotta, you gotta be crazy enough to do all this dog shit. And, uh, you know, and I don't want to stop. No, I've made $12 doing stand up. Hell yeah. Where was that at? <laughs> um, well, I count the $2 for that, that, uh, 100 for 100 comedy zone thing. Yeah. Cause they go, here's $2. And I'm like, Hell yeah, I'm dude. out. For real, I bro. I just got paid. Um, yeah, man, it's such an interesting thing. And the only thing that I ever wanted out of this was to be like, I'm a comedian. And it's cool because somebody was like, he's a comedian. And I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah. You know, because I, like, I when I first met everybody, I didn't think I fit in. I, th- I felt like I was just. We're all misfits. Yeah. Oh, that's what I've learned. Like, uh, you know, um, it's like, wow, all these people have horrible things happen to them. <laughs> and, and I think that is. And, and, you know, there's probably a few that, that hasn't. And I don't. I haven't had that much bad shit happen to me. Yeah, well, that's okay. But and it's, I mean, it's a psychological right. Thing, but but yeah. something's happened. You talk about something. Not all of these are just jokes you write because they're funny. These true stories. That's what I really enjoy. Depression shit. But yeah, right. And I mean, when you and especially like because and you know, I know some comedians have had some real bad things happen to totally. them. Totally. And the, the fact that they can get up and kind of just bare their soul in front of an audience. Mm-hmm. And try to find humor in it, mm-hmm. something that, that probably doesn't make them laugh at all. Mm-hmm. Then I think that's great. That's kind of like my cerebral palsy. Mm-hmm. I'll joke about that forever. And I've had people go, "Well, how do you do that? You shouldn't do that." It's like, why not? I've been people have been laughing at me about it for since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I might as well turn it into something positive. Sure. And it's interesting because, like. Um, if you went and told cerebral palsy jokes, that would be mean, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, totally. If I do it, it's okay. So it's like, hey, because I, di- I did it at Coffee Underground uh, the other weekend. I'm like, uh, I've got cerebral palsy, da, da, da. And everybody goes, oh. And I said, no, oh, it's okay. We're at a comedy show. This is okay. Yeah. This is your one time where it's cool to laugh at the handicapped right. guy. Don't waste it. Don't waste it. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's this will one. not be okay tomorrow. Don't waste it. Yeah, don't waste it. I'll do that tonight. Yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. I like it. Yeah, man. It's it's you, it's an interesting thing. Never in my life would I even think I'd be doing this. Mm-hmm. But my love of holding microphones, I guess that's what it does. Yeah. And uh like if if like I said, if one random person comes up or even another comedian, especially another comedian, yeah. if they, they go I like that. Then I'm, I'm, I'll never bomb ever. Mm-hmm. You know. Now when they start throwing beer bottles at me, yeah, I'm out. Keep doing it. Yeah, you got to hit me first, motherfucker. Unless you're the only comedian in the universe who's never bombed, you will bomb. Oh, I know you will. But uh, but bombing's it's, therapeutic too. It's perspective. Well, I like for example, it helps reassess yourself because something wasn't right. If they bomb, if you bomb, chances are, well, when I the like, audience sense something in you that needed to be corrected maybe true whether it's arrogance whether it's um meanness bad intent lack of confidence insecurity oh, i don't know 
it's hard. Like sometimes it's like, man, I don't see what you people find funny. Because <laughs> yeah, uh, there's some that just they don't have it. But like, for example, uh, at radio room one night, uh, I was like, oh, we got two microphones. Do they both work? Mm-hmm. Adam goes, yeah. And I'm like, oh, I got an idea. I was like, I got to go tell a shitty joke or at least make it bad enough to bomb. And I didn't even have to. I told one of my jokes, and it just, it, it wouldn't have hit nothing. Yeah. And I'm like, all right. So I dropped the microphone, go get the other one, tell the same joke in the other one, then they laugh. Yeah. And that cracks me up more than anything. Yeah, that's so. a funny little angle. Yeah. Like the I'll microphone wait. was the <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Obviously, this one sounds better than this one. Yeah, and and I think like I think things like that are funny mm-hmm. to me. So it's if you sure. can make it work, make it work. Nothing's perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I told a friend of mine, he he's the the old fellow at the bar that that wanted to do stand up. He did pretty well. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, he was in front of his friends. I don't think he could have lost, and right. he did good. And the second time, he did okay, not as good. Mm-hmm. And I told him, I said, Bud, you're gonna have nights. Where you just are awful. Yeah. And I said, it has nothing to do with you. It's just some days people ain't feeling it. And it's just, that's the weird thing about comedy, though. Like, somebody doesn't like people who swear. Some people don't care for clean comedy. Some people don't like observational. Some yeah. people like one-liners. Yeah. And then you go to an open mic and you get all that. Yeah. I think uh, authenticity so cool. is a big factor, too. Right. If you're if you're authentic in the moment, it's hard to bomb. I agree because they feel like you're really talking to them, mm-hmm. and it's just like making your friend laugh. Yeah, if they can tell it's contrived material or things like that. The great comedians, you can't tell the difference. You know, mm-hmm. like the materials, like they they like slide, and then it's like, oh, damn it, you bastard, you got me. And then he, yeah, well, like uh, you know, and I think sometimes the more awkward. Or uncomfortable you feel, the better your things can be. Really, I think it's it well. It's like awkward. it's like Mitch Hedberg. He's probably the most. Uh, he was probably the most uncomfortable looking comedian at all times. <laughs> mm-hmm. He would do. Uh, he would do sets facing the other way, or with he would his bomb eyes a fair amount too. Huh? He would bomb. He a would. Lot. If people didn't know who he was or mm-hmm. know what to make of his act, he would bomb. Well, when he did his, uh, I guess the unedited Comedy Central special, mm-hmm. his new stuff just tanked really it just and it was funny but it was just not they it just wasn't resonating with anybody and then he goes i'm gonna do some old shit Mm -hmm. and he started telling jokes and people were laughing and he goes old shit's better than my new shit we're gonna have to edit the fuck out of this and i don't know if they did but you know but it it just i've seen some comedians like do amazing Uh do the same set at a different place a few days later bomb yeah, me too. And vice versa. I just, it's just, it's what's in the air, you know. You're not going to win them all. Yeah. But uh, the fun thing is, and I don't even care if I bomb because it's just like, fuck, I heard David laugh or I heard Adam laugh or, right, you know right. what I mean? So I could care less. Like, mm-hmm. cool. And it's practice. Absolutely. So, yeah. Until, like, I'm probably going to eat shit at Doolittle's. Yeah, me too. Yeah. See, now we're, now we're not shitting alone. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's group therapy. Yeah. Um I'm looking at the clock. Doolittle starts at seven, but we can get there a little after. Okay. Um what other questions? Um 
What's the biggest dumpster fire story of your life? I call that sex. <laughs> um, <laughs> biggest dumpster fire story of my life. Uh, I don't know. You want to hear like an embarrassing story? Sure. Yes. Embarrassing. You want to hear a story I've never told another living soul? Sure. I think. Cool. <laughs> you think? Okay. I don't even want to tell this, but I will because we're on your podcast. Um. Okay. You're a man, right? Yep. Oh God. Yeah. It's, it's okay. What do men do in their pubescent years? They uh, masturbate. They masturbate furiously. Uh huh. Right. Sure. Yeah. That's how I got that scar right here. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> anyway, um. So anyway. I had acquired this VHS tape. That's what DVDs, you know, used to be. DVDs are even obsolete. Oh, yeah. Blu-ray. No, wait. 4K. I'm old. Anyway, VCR. So, and you had those tapes, the gold label tapes. Those were the the, the high quality uh, prawn tapes. We'll call them that. And uh, I was like, you know, there's nobody home. It's go time, right? Uh-huh. So I put in the mouthpiece and my sweatbands. No, nah, that's not actually true. <laughs> anyway, I put the tape in the VCR, and I lock the door, and it's go time, right? Uh-huh. And I'll leave, I'll leave the details out. You know, I'm not going to tell you that I was Captain Morgan in, on the entertainment center. No. Um, so I'm just doing my thing. I don't even have the nerve to tell this story. Uh, on stage but anyway I was doing my thing and have you ever been caught doing that honestly we're grown no I think one time my mom no. might have seen me but she acted like she didn't you ever been caught by the Greenville County Police no I have that was that time yeah what were the cops doing in the house see there's your podcast clip right there no um Okay, here's here's the crazy story. I thought the door was locked, right? But I didn't click it in. Uh-huh. Right? Door comes open wide. Uncle comes running in the room. Dives in the closet. And I'm sitting here like <laughs> What? Okay. And I'm like, "What the, what the hell? I'm I'm doing something here, you know, uh, firing off knuckle children or whatever. Oh my gosh! And so anyway, he dives in the closet. I'm like, what the, what the hell? Yeah. And I just see him grab a, a blanket, throw it over him, and this has to be the thinnest mini blanket. I mean, he literally was stuck like this. He looked like a jizz tissue. Oh. He was stuck like this. You asked. So anyway, and two cops come walking in my room. And here I am. You didn't, you didn't quick cover yourself. No, I put it away. But this, this one was pretty epic, right? Like you could, (laughs) you you can't hide this bad boy. Yeah, I mean, you know, a pretty big boner. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, three inches is three inches in a pair of Hanes, bro. (laughs) So anyway, and it's not going down, right? So I got like I got my drink on it, whatever. And no, no, uh. 
And I'm like, and the cop's like, excuse me, sir. We were looking for somebody. And I'm like, do you you think I would be here right now if they were here? Because here's the funny thing. And they're like, sir, we think somebody ran in here. And I'm like, there's a lady getting just that's what you hear boom, 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 boom. the tape didn't the, stop the tape didn't stop so the, no. so the porno is still going so you hear put it in my hand <laughs> and the lady's talking to me and i'm just like this and I, obviously the one cop's like oh i know what he's doing you you have you uh, you have a good day and then they left they did but before they left they took their flashlight and looked in the closet my uncle's got to be like 260 it would literally be like me throwing a T-shirt over your face. Uh-huh. You can see him. He literally looked like this. Uh-huh. Just frozen. Yeah. And they go. And I think it was so awkward that they left. They didn't see him? They oh, they him. saw him. I saw him. Uh-huh. The blankets. It was like this then. Yeah. But apparently my uncle had a warrant. And his dumbass ran home. From the cops. Don't ask me why. We've never discussed this. I've never told anybody this. My okay. mama don't know. Nobody uh-huh. knows. Uh-huh. But I got my uncle out of a warrant in probable jail time because I was masturbating. Hell yeah. That's a that's that's a good PSA for uh Yeah. Yeah. Masturbation. Now, now I have carpal tunnel. <laughs> and now I got carpal tunnel. Yeah. Mm. So there you go. Hell yeah, dude. That's a good story. I don't have time to tell that story on stage. Mm. That's not, you could chop that down and tell it on stage. It could be good. You know, Doolittle's, you get extra time. Doolittle's, you get up to eight or ten minutes. Hey, what am I going to do for eight to ten minutes? Oh, I don't know. You can do less if you want. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. Yeah, it should be good. I think and, it'll uh, be fun. One more question. Sure. Best piece of advice you've ever received? For comedy? Anything. Um... Well, I talk, I'll give you the comedy one, and uh, that'd be fine. Yeah. The the best advice, and I, I can tell you who gave it to me, um, David Zasloff. Okay, I love David Zasloff. Yeah, uh, because I had gotten to the point where like I was on the whole kick of like, hey, if they don't like it, fuck them. Well, not to be mean, but that's just that was just my outlook on things. Uh-huh. And he, you know, and he just looked at me. He goes, no, 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 no. He said, just have fun. Have a good time. As long as you're having a good time. That's the best advice I've just got. Just have fun. Because if, yeah, just have fun. Because if he didn't tell me that, I probably wouldn't have kept coming back. Because I got to meet uh, you and all these other people. And now I've got friends, mm-hmm. which is weird. Like, I've got so many friends that do comedy. And uh, I'm friends with so many comedians, I don't even know. I can't get them booked. I don't know why they're adding me <laughs> It's booked. I can't get myself booked unless it's at Greenville oh, County. Oh, please. Nice. You've been doing it how many months? Five. June. June. Wait, July, August, September. That's three and a few. Three and a few. Almost four. I tell the ladies that all the time. Yeah. Three and a few. Or That's Nobody's in a hurry. No. Shouldn't be. But uh, no, and I've met all these people, and it's just it's fun to me. Yeah. And absolutely. it's cool because I'm doing something that not everybody can do. Mm-hmm. And that is true. Not everybody can be a comedian. Can you be funny? Yes. Can you be funny to your friends? You know, absolutely. Can you make 
all these people over here laugh that you've never seen before? Maybe not. Mm-hmm. We can't even do it every time. No, no. But, uh, yeah, that's probably the best advice I've gotten as far as comedy. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, oh, also, lock the fucking door. Wait till it goes, clink. Lock the door if you're going to whack it. Yeah, then my <laughs> uncle would have been in prison. Oh, boy. But, yeah. So there's your story. I love it, man. Well, dude, we can wrap it up here because we got to run to Doolittle's. But uh, before we go, promote uh, your social media, everything. Where can people find you? Uh, yes, uh, I actually have a website. Even if I'm not a comedian, Google Domains don't got a problem with it as long as I got $12 a year. Uh, ChrisWilsonComedy.com. Hell yeah. Um, you can find uh, my Facebook on there, my YouTube. Um at Chris Wilson Comedy on Instagram and all that stuff. So that's I'll it. I'll link all that in the uh, in the description for the podcast on YouTube and all that stuff. So yeah, follow this guy. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. Hilarious. Hilarious. This was fun. I want to come back. Yeah, dude. I'm not yeah. even done. Hell yeah, I got to get through the first round of all the comics. We got we got some more episodes coming up. But right on. Hell yeah, dude. For sure. This was fun. All right, man. Well, until next time. See you later. Thanks, everybody. Bye, Adam. See ya.